0: I like to move a movie. I like to move a movie. I like to move a movie. You like to move movie. I
1: like to move a movie. I like to move a movie. I like to move a movie. You like to move a movie. I like to move a movie.
0: I like to move a movie. You like to move a movie. All right.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith. And I feel uh, like you our take our, it from here. I just uh, I Our episodes that start with you always explode into existence. And then they fizzle. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm done. You take uh, it away. You do the homework. Uh, do so, the housekeeping. Uh, yeah. Uh, I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook.com, slash I Like Two Movies. It's Two. You can email us, uh, I Like Two Movie at gmail.com. All that stuff out of the way. Uh, we have two awesome guests with us today. Uh, returning to the podcast, last time they brought uh, mud to talk to us about. I don't know if you guys remember that. That's, That's what you were here for last yeah, time. It was... It
3: was a little, little blurry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Will and Brooke Blair. Uh, Thanks for having us. Also known as the Blair Brothers, uh, who you might know from uh, scoring Jeremy Saulnier's movies, uh, their brother Macon Blair's movies, uh, which I think there's one coming up that I'd like to maybe ask some questions mm-hmm. about if you don't have to be too tight-lipped about it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, we'll see. Uh, and uh, yeah, like a Wheelman. And you guys have been working on a lot of TV this year, I think. I was like trying to hit the IMDb to catch up a little bit. Yeah, a little
4: more TV than the last couple of years. Yeah. And staying busy.
2: Yeah. Uh, I feel
0: like that's a thing now. A lot of people are doing more TV we have a running group text in which yes. there is a long-standing argument as to what's better, movies or TV. Yes. And even though that is uh, an entirely subjective thing to talk about, it's pointless we argument. have one friend, hi Jacob, who yes. loves TV. And he always says TV is the new movies. Yes. Yeah. TV and I know that man. as the business changes, there's a lot of people that get more creative uh, freedom in TV. Yeah. Uh, you're less studio-mandated in TV, as I understand it. Uh, do you care to talk a little bit about working in TV, how that differs from film?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, one thing is, there's a shift in filmmakers obviously going over mm, to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the TV format and also almost looking at it as not episodic television but like this is a 10-hour movie like the new Nicholas one Reffin in um I two that years that's incredible and that yeah. feels like a long movie and mind hunter is the same kind of thing yeah they're kind of laid out like that they're not like okay you have to have the beginning middle and end mm-hmm. and the cliffhanger and the same thing over and over again they mm-hmm. can really let it evolve and so i guess creatively that's really appealing to directors but then also for from you know composing standpoint that's something really fun to explore to let you know, not have to pack it all into an hour and a half and really be be able to explore different ideas and so we're just kind of getting our feet wet with that a little but bit with but with that said the one that we worked on happened to be i don't want to say more
4: traditional but like like 22 minute episodes lighter like lighter comedy drama yeah. um which is different than some of the the movies we've done and like a faster paced schedule and shorter cues, and
3: like um more of them oh that's and interesting things like that yeah. like um and each episode had kind of like a theme to it too so it like shifted it didn't it didn't stay in one place right um
4: and it was it was
3: um set up by the Sundance channel so it didn't oh, have yeah.
4: this big like like looming huge network presence right it, it still felt like
0: like television but like it's like a with an indie sort of vibe mm. to it yeah yeah as I understand, a lot of actors are attracted to television because it's oh, I don't have to develop a full character arc over ninety minutes. I can now do it over the course of eight to ten hours or whatever it is. And you just said now about how more time to develop an idea. Over how does that translate to music? I have trouble understanding. Such oh, I think a concept. it's the idea
3: of being able to come back to certain ideas and themes and like let them slowly evolve. I mean, you hear it over, um, you know, was it seven seasons of Game of Thrones where mm. you know you have these different that just like you hear them in season one, and by season five, they're coming back to it, but it's a little bit different because the stakes have changed. Mm. And so just being able to play with that kind of I feel like even timelines. with Game of Thrones, I'm conditioned to where a music cue that I don't know, that
0: I don't know that I know will pop up, and I'm like, oh shit's gonna go
3: down. Yeah, but then you're also probably sublimely connecting it to something. They've laid some sort of groundwork, mm. even if it's not like just overt, like. Here's that same, like, it's not like the dropping the Imperial March over and over again. There's, like, mm. you know, you hear it on a piano at one point, and then three seasons later, you hear a, a deconstructive version of it on a cello. And just being able to explore that, I think, is really appealing. Mm. Probably same thing with a, from an actor's perspective, where, you know, Jamie Lannister starts in one place, and by, you know, season seven, he's a completely different mm. character. So they kind of pack it into a movie. I mean, yeah, of course that happens. You know, there's big shifts and growth in films, but... I think having it develop a lot more organically and naturally and slowly is kind of interesting way to do it. Especially just, like, the budgets are there. So these these episodic, you know, HBO-type shows feel like movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's actually money there to do them right. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty incredible what, what's happening in TV now. That's then, cool. Uh, and then the one we happen to work on, again, is, like...
4: Um
2: Say the name of it, so people. Don't it's know.
4: called This Close. R- okay, yes. Um, maybe we mentioned this last time because we were on season one last time. I think you, guys you guys had just d- started
2: working on it. It's a really cool
4: team, very different than other stuff we've done. Created by two deaf, hearing impaired writers, creators, um, yeah. and they're the leads in the f- in the show. Hap- happen to be best friends in real life and play yeah. best friends sort of navigating work and life and romance. Um, That's cool. While disabled and yeah, yeah. Um, Cool story, but yeah, we <laughs> will get, like, maybe two episodes to yeah. get started on, and then there's this weird twist in, like, episode six that, unlike a movie where we get the whole thing at once, yeah, we didn't see that coming. Oh, that's We might have a week to do each yeah. episode, and six weeks in, we're like, oh, this, okay, this just got dark. Now, how do we figure out how to... Right, had a shift at that point. You know, do you
2: do you like take the themes you're already working with and try and and twist them uh, to uh, like a darker theme, I guess, or do you try and start from
3: scratch and find new themes that like, or is that just d- dependent on the the project? For that one, we did we did come back to a couple of main themes, but they also this season was special in that each each episode had a different director and they wanted to kind of almost hint at a different genre. Mm, okay, and so. Th- that you know, that kind of trickled down to us and then us to kind of about TV you know, is that yeah. You don't often
4: realize this, but like there's there could be a different director on every single episode. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um you Do know. the showrunners have input on the score? Yes. And how does that work if they're hearing impaired? There's definitely a lot more hands. Oh, good question. The there was they have they have
4: they have a team of producers that are definitely sort of um have tons of input as well in sharing mm-hmm. things. Um one of the two Creators described himself as profoundly deaf, like, like <laughs> okay. absolutely nothing. Yeah. So, we're a lot of emails, of course, and he was able to share, you know, in writing very clear detail, like what what could work and huh. what to avoid. Yeah. Um, Shoshana, the other creator, um, has hearing aids and can. Um, I think she described it as like she can get the vibe of music, of yeah. rhythm, and things. That's yeah. so with, cool without all the detail. Maybe. Yeah. I but don't. She yeah. also had really cool ideas, like. Um, she often hears a lot of feedback and oh. like high frequency things, especially when the batteries on her hearing aids start to go. That yeah. was written into an episode um, where she experiences this sort of like confusion and these weird sounds. And she, she was like, let's, let's incorporate that right into the score. Cause I like, yeah. hear shit in That's my, in my so head, cool. like,
0: you know, once a week or something like that. So that
4: became one of her sounds sort of. That's awesome.
2: That's fascinating.
0: Yeah. 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 There's a music video for, are you familiar with the and Tours? Yes. One of Jack White's bands. Yes. For the song Hands, it's, uh, the music video is at a school for the deaf. And I've always loved it. I mean, it's an okay song or whatever, but all the women at the school are sitting next to the speaker with just a hand on yep. the speaker. And if I didn't know what was going on, it would look like they were listening to it because they're all feeling it. And that always fascinated me. I was like, oh, I guess music is not lost on someone who can't yeah. hear. Yeah. Maybe
4: it's even simplified in yeah. some yeah. ways and just like boiled down to... I w- wonder what w-
0: they can feel in that pulse... That I probably can't if I did that, you know. That you know, I guess conversely, I can hear. But mm-hmm. well, that's fascinating. That's so cool that you have to speak to them about how to make something sound when sound isn't necessarily an option uh, for their. Input. Of, of, that's so of cool. Like presenting to them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah.
2: yeah.
4: Oh, and that one's coming out soon. So. Um, yeah. Wh- wh- plug.
2: Where and when is it available? Um, like, what's the? It is streaming on the Sundance, Sundance Now, now okay. s- um, streaming
4: platform, yeah. and then I think after certain amount of time it ends up on iTunes and um, I think so yeah yeah cool um and i think i think mid september late september mm-hmm. season 2 is oh, coming great. out oh awesome. great soon, yeah what is it called again this close this close, this
2: close. yeah oh i will have and to check th- it out it's in its second season now you yeah. guys just it's wrapped a up season 2 online. yeah and yeah
4: cool yeah marley matlin is the yeah. mother yeah. of the, um who else is it at Mo- Moshe Kasher? Am I saying that right? Moshe Kasher. Oh, Moshe Mosh Mosh Kasher! Dude, Mosh Mosh you were a big Moshe Kasher
0: fan Mosh back Mosh in our comedy days. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Who is fantastic? He got yeah. the role because he's great, but I think, but he happens to be extremely fluent in sign language as well. So oh, interesting!
0: Yeah. Probably. I never would have guessed that, but I, that makes so much sense. <laughs> he, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> played, he plays a <laughs> hearing,
4: uh, hearing relative of one of the characters. That, oh, interesting. Um, okay. that, and there'll be these, like, again, these twenty-two minute episodes that are pretty quiet. They're dialogue heavy, but they're pretty quiet because sure. there's subtitled Lots and there's signing. a lot of signing and yeah. a lot of um just like natural sound like non-verbal communication. is the subtitling
0: yeah. is for the sign exactly yes. uh, that's yeah cool.
4: so they're often a lot Arguing. of heavy dialogue um and so we feel kind of naked sometimes because yeah. this like this dramatic scene it's quiet and then we just sort of come out of nowhere with <laughs> Some music. Ooh, hold on. <laughs> saxophone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <This is laughs> a- Sorry to ruin that moment. <laughs> this is a good
2: transition, though, because you, uh, uh, we emailed you guys to see if you wanted to come hang out, and we asked if there was something you wanted to talk about, and you asked if we... You had just watched, uh, rewatched watched uh, I Do Not Feel At Home In This World Anymore which I always have to like think about before I say the title. But, but we all we
4: all feel that every day. <laughs> uh, it's
2: literally, every, I've watched that movie three times now, and uh, the deeper we get into the current presidency, yeah. the more that movie like really feels like it, sh- it becomes like documentary real. Like every time <laughs> yeah. I watch it, it's like a more like, oh yeah, I, I'm like, oh, I, f- I feel everything that's happening in this movie. But anyway, when I was rewatching it, one of the things that occurred to me is, and I, I re-listened to your score for Hold the Dark as well, which is awesome. Uh, and uh, it occurred to me that there is a lot of um, there's a lot of atmosphere in your music, and there's a lot of room for uh, kind of like uh, what's the way to describe this, but like sound design, yeah, kind of within your score. Uh, and so I imagine with something like the show that you guys are, are talking about working on, there's probably a bit of that where it's like it's it's I would imagine it's kind of score heavy if there's not a lot of other sa- like dialogue sound necessarily. Um,
4: yeah, um, the show we mentioned has an. A bit of that, but also leans much more towards uh, not uh, traditional instrumentation, like, for lack of a better word. Okay, like yeah. mo- piano, more like melodic, uh, uh, piano, uh, acoustic acoustic enough, guitar, yeah, piano, acoustic guitar. Um, but like smaller ensembles. It's not Game, oh, okay. game of Thrones. It's lighter. a small, yeah, yeah, just s- smaller yeah. cast, smaller location, yeah. etc. Um, I guess that makes
2: sense for like something with a more
3: comedic tone, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's some yeah. dramatic yeah. moments, but yeah, a lot of it's kind of sometimes yeah, just percussion, goofy. which right. just
4: kind of keeps things moving along and um. yeah and Jeremy Sonia conversely is like yes. I'm really not into percussion we got to find other ways to keep it moving <laughs> along you know it's so it's interesting
0: like interesting concept I'm really not into percussion Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. I think, <laughs> I think we're, we're
3: slowly breaking him down on that because <laughs> Hold the Dark we did get to use taiko drums and yes. some concert bass yeah, drums yeah. and I think we're in like some side sticks we're like slowly and voices
4: we use human voices yeah. to, to to create rhythm and like uh, repetition and
2: There is a lot of cool sounds yeah. in that score. <laughs> like but a lot of cool sounds.
4: But blue ruin he was like first time out of the gate let's just play it safe and no no <laughs> like thrillers let's play Thriller safe. Thriller times, you used know? just is the Hill like...
0: <laughs> theme throughout <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Call it a day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, cuz I re- in um, in your score for I don't feel at home this world anymore, there was like a moment in the movie, I think it was maybe they're like When they're walking into the pawn shop, maybe for the first time or something, you have like a there is like there is a really nice like rhythmic thing happening, but then there's like maybe like a plane that you can hear in the sound design that like goes overhead that works with like this escalating sound that's also happening in your score.
0: I noticed that when it happened when I was watching it yesterday, so I shazammed it. And you're referring to Ruth's action scene or action yes. theme, part, part One. That's uh, that oh, is
2: in yeah. heavy rotation on my Spotify playlist. Not to <laughs> you know blow smoke, <laughs> I really dig that tune. Uh, but I couldn't figure out though that sound design, right? The plane yeah. is sound design. That's not like something that you guys designed into the the music. In that you case, you fly right. a plane through the studio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
4: We did not. Okay. Um, but that's all. That's those fun sort of moments where where we're working. At the same time, in tandem with, right. or often not—that's um, what I was
2: wondering. How close you work with, like, a sound designer when it comes to stuff like that?
3: It, it depends, it depends it, on the film. It yeah. depends, like, kind of how early on where we come on, or how. A lot of times, it's a race to the finish line where yeah. everyone's just kind of blasting. But we always request as much as we like, as much um, like op- open communication with whoever's mixing it, whoever is doing sound design, and try, just try to throw some ideas back and forth. Number yeah. one, so we're not stepping on each other's feet. But then. Yeah something else pops up like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm planning on doing this or um, or we know if we like we need to kind of underscore a little bit or and a lot of times we've had sound designers say like, oh, you guys just kind of handled this big moment and I have to do so much less now. So those kind of conversations definitely oh, that's help the fluidity of it all. But sometimes there are situations where we don't even know until we're in the theater and right. we, that's the first time hearing the final mix. Like, oh, that was cool and they've done something interesting to our score. It's kind of, it depends on the, huh. the situation. Yeah. Well, you
0: just said, done something interesting to our score. Does that mean there's other hands touching it beyond what you submit? Like, how
3: does that work? Well, um, when we deliver uh, music, instead of, like, if you think of any kind of audio file you listen to, it's the two tracks, left and right. But when we deliver, and I'm telling you, you can get nerdy with this, we we break it out into all different stems. So basically just all the different groups of instruments. And so that gives the the mixer, like, complete flexibility to work around dialogue and sound effects and sound design and... uh, so frequencies aren't fighting, and so sometimes, you know, exactly what we give them is what ends up in the film. But a lot of times, they'll kind of duck things out, or even like remix little moments. And it depends how creative they get, how much time they have to work on it. And so we've seen some really cool things happen, where like,
4: like the airplane, like if, if yeah, if there was a climax of some sort in the sh- the scene, the shot, and the music, they, and that could be more interesting
3: than like a symbol or something. Yeah, like they saw yeah. that opportunity
4: right. to like push that a step further with something that you're
2: actually seeing on screen. It works like really well. It, yeah. And it like, it sounds like it's part of the score. It's yeah. a, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's so well timed and mixed in with like yeah. the score and stuff. It's like, it sounds like it's all been it's orchestrated. It's all happening together. Yeah. To, like, you know, um, oh, in that case, yes. That's yes, exactly we, what it did. <laughs> yeah. This was so very well party planned. that
0: comes in after you, that would be, they'd be titled the sound designer. Yeah. Is that There's
4: okay. often a sound designer who, who uh, in a lot of cases is the one who's Putting the final mix on everything together audio wise. Right, they're getting um,
2: like sound effects from one team and, and yeah, things like that. They're doing a lot of it. Then yeah,
4: and then that's who we would deliver our final score yeah, to, yeah. and they just sort of weave everything together. Yeah. yeah.
2: We
0: had a guy on here before who's an animator. Remember when we had yep. John Guy on here? And he had a similar experience where he said, you know, if he's working on a show, it is you have 15 seconds of this show. And so he would just build those 15 seconds, but by the time it got to the final thing, in order to cut everybody's fifteen seconds together and keep it sort of appropriate uh just on a larger scale for mm-hmm. the you know the macro to be uh congruent to itself, there was a lot of things where you'd be like, "I did not even see that opportunity, and they took it that's uh, yeah it's wild how that works yeah
3: for yeah, uh, too yeah I think it's it's someone kind of stepping back and having the big picture, which is usually the director, but sometimes just you know getting new ears on something you mm-hmm. know, you can kind of find a new approach or. Something you didn't really think of. So we kind of delivered and we've had our heads so in the score and like, you know, doing our best to work around dialogue and, and what little bits of sound design we may have to work with. But then kind of handing that off and letting someone else you know, orchestrate the whole thing and have it all come together is, it's a huge balancing act. I mean, film mixes are massive. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's no joke. Like, you know, regular studios, you see these desks like, you know, 70 channels wide or something. But these guys have, you know, 30 feet of desk and it's just, it's crazy every
4: every cricket
3: every yeah, gust every, of wind every yeah. track it's meticulous there was yeah. a really
2: uh, insane picture floating around twitter for a while when baby driver came out mm-hmm. that was like oh. a screen grab of the the sound design for that movie yeah which was you know just it's like massive. floor to ceiling yeah. basically like tracks on tracks on tracks on mm-hmm. tracks
0: I really just pictured Edgar Wright in like a Minority Report, like floating yeah. views, yeah. <laughs> He's Phantom of with the, with the Paradise, <laughs> like putting yeah, his like movie together. <laughs> <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, and we're uh, in our
4: little <laughs> studio in Philly. Just and <laughs> our computer is just <laughs> crashing <laughs> over yeah. Yeah. and over and over, just trying to keep up with the score. Uh, is that uh,
2: is that like dead? a s- is that like a sad reality of like what you guys do? Where it's like you're still working on a machine from like eight years ago, and there's just like that's what we have. That's what we <laughs> that's what we got to do. We we try to stay like. As up to date with that as we and can,
4: because like, yeah. so we have years, to. But, uh, but I mean, this like our one very stark reality was the very first feature film that we ever did was Jeremy's Murder Party.
2: Yeah, okay, in like I thought
4: you guys. 2007 were the that. or so. Mm, yeah. Our very first score we had recorded like rock and roll songs and stuff, but <laughs> but probably never had. I don't know. Let's say we had 30 tracks on one big song, 30 different instruments. And we were able to sit in on this big final mix at this fancy room in New York, and we realized. And he just sort of subgrouped the whole score into like a couple faders here at the far right. Right. Everything else was just dialogue, sound design, ton of it. I'm not saying there's one is more important than the other, but like right. there is so much sound that goes into just your right. average you guys scene. Put
2: all this work together, and then he's mm-hmm. like, "All right," and then all yeah. of that becomes these four sliders right. over yeah. here. yeah, on the, yeah And as the it should, eight, and it should, happens. it should get. It should get tucked away. Yes, and yeah, what you yeah. what you
4: should focus on is like what you are seeing and what the characters are doing with their hands and their feet and stuff. So, <laughs> right. um, but it's crazy how much and it's crazy how much of that gets recorded in post production that they might not capture on set and the, right. the foley work and stuff. Um, anyway.
2: No, that it, I, like, that's a thing that, uh, this is like a dumb thing to say out loud, but like recently I've been noticing more and more of like uh, ADR work in movies. Dude, that,
0: there's nothing that kills a movie, like takes me out of a movie worse than a bad ADR moment. Well, and I don't it, even, just
2: part of what no, I mean is it. like seeing like some behind the scenes footage on things where I, it never would have occurred to me that they would have needed to ADR. And it's like, oh yeah, like this entire scene is like just full on eighty yard. And it's like, I, I literally, n- it never would have occurred to me that like this entire sequence was made in a recording studio. Yeah. Basically, and you then know?
4: once you, once you notice it, then you're sort of hyper aware of it. And yeah. it's like, mm. as soon as they do that, like over the back of the shoulder <laughs> yes. shot, and you see their jaw, and it's like that's not moving yeah, with yeah. what he's <laughs> saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, There's
0: a, have you ever seen? This sounds so stupid. Have you ever seen Men in Black Three? <laughs> no, I actually have not. Men no. in Black Three. It's actually kind of okay because yeah. Josh Brolin does a great young Tommy Lee Jones impression. It's really funny, <laughs> especially post uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. Right. <laughs> and it has so many ADR jokes, but they are bits that clearly they cut the film, printed the film, and then hired a comedian to just sit there and be like, there's three seconds here, I think I can get a joke in. Yeah. And so there's so many just <laughs> after, the, like after the fact tags where you're yeah. like, that wasn't... there's definitely a sequence where punch it a woman is yeah it's it's a total (laughs) punch-up she's holding her baby and will smith is talking to her in the foreground and then there's a quick moment where he passes in front of the baby and you can't see the baby's mouth and the baby who hasn't said the word asks if he's the president (laughs) because he's wearing a suit and he's a man of color and obama (laughs) was president at the time and it's the most cringe inducing adr and that movie is because it was written it like a week before the, the, after f- the final mix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were just yeah. like, oh, there's there's two seconds there that don't have material. Yeah, the babies can't that. talk. The baby <laughs> what never are, what are we talks, doing? and it's clearly like an adult who's just like, I'm <laughs> a baby. Is that the president? It's so <laughs> yeah. fucking awful. But That's yeah, oh, it's the worst.
2: Uh, so, Will, you rewatched this movie recently? I do not feel at home in this world anymore. Yeah. When was the last time you had seen it? I'm I'm sure you see a movie a hundred times and then never watch it again we when you work on it. You
4: see it in different, different, kind of unfinished chunks yeah um, as you're working on it it's a it and it all sort of blurs together and then that went to Sundance so we saw the uh, had like three or four really fun but very public and like right loud screenings and it's a different experience and then to sort of stream it at home two years later mm-hmm. or okay. yeah I think
2: that's right 2017 like that. yeah. I think is the release date on it I think yeah mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah saw it the other it's end. super fun. It gets better every time. It, it, like I said, I think it's the third time I watch it, and it it, it gets better every time I watch there's, it. Yeah, there's a bunch of little details in there. There's tons just, of little details, yeah. and the ending is so. The tone of the ending is such a specific, distinct, like weird thing. Oh, the
4: barbecue <laughs> reveal! Yes. Yeah, it's really that's next level. <laughs> it's you got you like... got a lot of pushback on that, and that's a good example of sticking to his guns because he, dude, uh, editors and cinematographers were. Um, Pushing him to sort of, uh, I
2: don't know, not 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 go where he went,
4: and he's like, no, this is what we're doing. So. It's
2: really good, and it honestly it makes the rest of the movie like work because the rest of the movie is basically trying to es- establish a tone in which that finale could occur, if that makes sense. Right. Like, absolutely, that that sense, finale yeah. doesn't make any sense in any other movie. It's only because we've like built Ruth up in the way that she's been built There's up some because heart there. yeah, and because she's got this like sort of sidekick relationship thing going on with Elijah Wood's character who's like very very it's like there's something very specific about this movie where it, like that first hour is so good at building a world in which then that finale can be unloaded and it's like <laughs> when she starts projectile vomiting every time I've seen it I like I uncontrollably like burst out sort of laughing but like groaning you know what I mean it's it goes like, on like a little-
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a moment where, where I could see someone being like, that's a little bit too much. But I, I think that's essential. Oh, it's amazing. Because she, Ruth Wood, gets yes. sick there. Yeah. She's just a harmless lady yes. who just wants everyone to be She nice.
3: just <laughs> needs to give people a good talking Fo- to. Followed by the best line ever, stop that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just
0: stop puking. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I have a recurring nightmare that I get innocently involved in something where I'm just trying to do the right thing, and yeah. I end up in jail for the rest of my life. Haunts me recurring dream <laughs> and this speaks to that yeah, and, yeah. Uh, actually makes me feel better about it because it's funny <laughs> and uh, but yeah it speaks to that fear where like even at that moment where she's vomiting everywhere she's making sure everyone in the room understands <laughs> that listen i'm actually a victim here too yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's a long story but you're gonna have to believe it the gun's not even loaded yeah. Although i don't think she lets up that the gun's not loaded i yeah. think she's savvy enough yeah. for yeah but yeah that is a, ooh, ooh, that's a, a real fear yeah
4: Yeah, and there's so much of Macon in Ruth. I mean, that's I could just see Macon doing that. Like things get a little tense and stressful. It's like I'm gonna puke everywhere. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah. Speaking of Macon, I have never wanted to hit someone in the face more than his character in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh god. As someone who read all of the Game of Thrones books and like tried to beat the show, if some motherfucker told me about the red wedding before I read it. Oh, it's oh. all in there. It's yeah. all oh, yeah. in there. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah. It's coming. You'll yeah. see. Yeah. Oh Dude. my God. As you could have seen it if you thought if
4: you if you thought about it
2: for As a As yeah, yeah. those first ten <laughs> minutes were you? going by, uh, He seemed
0: so nice at first. I know. She was looking for that connection <laughs> and then he just done (laughs) she was like so
2: ready to have like a good moment occur like in you know uh, as those first 10 minutes are going by like i was like feeling tori next to me get like more and more uncomfortable because it like just kept getting worse in ways that like i know like she and i will talk about our days sometimes where it's just like and then fucking this guy (laughs) like you know you're just like it's like building and build and like i could feel her getting more and more tense and like more And then when Megan started revealing the information about the book, like, she uh, is a big reader and, like, goes through these, like, big... Like, I literally watched... She, like, she threw her arms on the couch (laughs) and, like, kind of, like, stood up a little bit. And, like, she was, like, really starting to get physically angry at the movie. Uh. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's so well orchestrated, I I think. And then, like... um, you know, uh, Elijah's inclusion in the movie is, like, he sort of, like, he comes at just the right time and brings, like, exactly the right amount of, like, kind of... There's, like, this manic energy that comes with him that, like, the the gets the movie to sort of this next level that it needs to go to to then get into... I
0: feel like he's sort of an alternate version of her. Yeah. If she had, like, a little bit more fucking metal yes. to her, because he's the same kind of thing where it's clear that he's somewhat... Uh, broken in some way mm-hmm. and has receded. Yeah, I think she is yes. also someone who is who's on the verge of receding, but once yeah. this one last, like I exist to you know to, that's what motivates her. And
2: I would say he's also like an overcompensating meek person yeah. where she is maybe yeah, like nobody an,
0: but an overcompensating meek person rocks a rat tail. Like right. That. <laughs> that's what I mean and she's
2: maybe an undercompensating meek person They balance each other out in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is undercompensating? A thing? It just occurred to me that I don't even know if that's a concept. I
0: think the concept you, you got us there. <laughs> yeah, okay, there. all right, yeah. cool. I think you're overcompensating <laughs> for <Yes>. this term. <laughs> fair, enough. <laughs> yeah, I think good.
2: fair enough, fair enough. Because uh, like I when <laughs> every time I've watched it, I completely forget about the villains when they first show up at the uh, at the campfire. campfire like, like all yeah. of a sudden it like, cuts to that campfire. Every time I'm like. Wait, who are the? Oh, right. There's like the a, bad guys. Yeah, there's like a so, Oh no, because it's it's the dude uh, doing an upper de- upper decker in uh-huh. the uh, in the rich people's house. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's yeah, the first time we're introduced dude, to them. Yeah. It just like it just cuts to him fucking shitting in the top of a. We're introduced to the
3: shoe. That's close up on the shoe. Yes. With the With the uh, yes. tape.
0: Yeah. I'll ask you this about the music. Uh, this definitely has sort of like a Southern rock feel. There's there's saxophone, which whenever I hear saxophone and rock, I conjure meatloaf in my head. That's just <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> how that goes. Uh, what makes you decide to do, you know, how uh, should I ask this? Was it your idea to go like the rock angle as opposed to like the sound you had for Wheelman? Or is that something that
3: Macon said or do you get to it together?
4: Totally Macon. Yeah, this
3: is like um, a situation way on this end of the spectrum where, yeah, it was a hundred percent like a making mixtape, and, mix tape and mm. 90% of that was almost even in the score, just like little references. And then like long before we even got started, it was like he would just feed us song after song after song, and it was never like, copy this song. It's like, I like this element from this. I like saxophone from this. I like theremin from this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I a ton know, of I like, ingredients. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. now it's like, his must have. orchestra figured out. Yeah, exactly. Were any
0: of the songs he gave you the, any of the needle drops that were in the movie? Like, he was Echo and the Bunny Man something that he gave you, or did that mm. just... Well, yeah, he,
4: he... You don't often see this, but I think because he knew exactly... He knew we were going to be working on it. He wrote some, so much of the music into the screenplay. Oh, mm. cool. Um, where it read, like, Echo and the Bunny Man, and then maybe his alternate pick was underneath it if he couldn't right. get it. Mm. Um, you know, like a blaring saxophone rips as, as Ruth walks down the street, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Mm. Um, but again, with, like, so very specific ingredients. And, yeah, like Brooke said, he he just... He's like... Envision these weird ingredients that a lot of rock and roll, like Motown saxophone, a theremin for mm. the bad guys, mm-hmm. all this weird stuff.
0: Yeah, Meatloaf doesn't use theremin. No, but <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs>
4: yeah, he's like, that's your ensemble. Yeah, but he let us sort of figure out how to, how to. Yeah, because like
2: you still bring that guitar into like that campfire track is so uh-huh. good where it's got that kind of like deep wailing guitar kind of like underneath it, which yeah. is a very cool sound. I mean, uh,
4: he's, he's he said. Um, He's like "I'm not supposed to be here. This might be the only movie I ever get to make, so I'm right. going to put every single thing in it that I think is cool and fun <laughs> right and, on like you. as far as my villains and my upper deckers and sax- <laughs> saxophones, and just like um,
0: he, and he did you know Hail He Mary. Su- yeah,
4: he succeeded in like packing it full of just stuff that he thinks is fun. and that's um, so cool. yeah it
0: is it sort of suits the brand that have come out of like the work of Salier. And the work of Macon now, like there's, there's just a certain brand. And even though I wouldn't say that any two movies in either of their filmographies are similar, it is, uh, I just know when, when part of like the murder party crew makes a movie, I'm in. And I know that I'm going to get some excessive violence that may be stark or cheeky, but it doesn't matter, maybe both, you know, a little bit of humor and all that. I'm glad he threw everything in. It's usually that, like that flavor <laughs> is. is something I feel like that flavor
2: unique. is yeah. nihilism with heart. Yeah, might be yeah, the best right, way to yeah. describe like, what they do. That's good. That's also yeah. the name of my band. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just a heart cover band, yeah. but like we're really only in it
2: for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a selfish heart cover band. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I, man. What was I going to say? Because I. I I couldn't stop thinking about this movie this week. Oh, the thing I was gonna say was the um, the the Rus theme with the horns and stuff um, has like kind of like a surf rock vibe to me with the the way the guitar part comes in mm-hmm. it has that kind of like I don't know like bouncy surf rock thing. It, was that? Uh, but it, but okay. So every time I hear it though, I think about detectives. For some reason, that song calls to mind like detective themes That's to me, but weapon. I don't know why. Is that what it is? I a mean, the saxophone. There was a lot of. There was the a lot of saxophone. With weapon. Weapon. Yeah. But I yeah. think
4: there was a lot of these sort of, surfy, uh, what are the sort of, tremolo plucked like um yeah the guitar tones that you're getting yeah like the reverbed out tremolo. That's what
2: I'm thinking. Like of. Single yeah. note lines. Why I does mean, that remind me of detectives? I, think I don't know the, the, the
0: late sevens. Yeah, it's kind of like, like have the seventies crime film. I have not that sort of has that feel it's that la yeah. detective kind of thing yeah yeah i mean even chinatown score mm, I mean, has yeah. a little bit more classical mm-hmm. but like actually if you listen to the original chinatown score the one that wasn't like uh now i'm not going to remember the name you well so any, any
3: classic going. bond film is going to have that element yes, to it yeah, too yeah. That's, that's like it's there but it's funny enough the reference for that too yeah <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's true actually yeah the reference for that was more like a kind of Motown throwback thing, but yeah. then also we yeah we had to have like a little little bit of mystery in there and some organs and oh yeah didn't you
2: guys wait here pick up your microphone for this because I think you were telling us something about this last time you were here weren't you guys putting some something together some way to get more of your music out or something last time we talked to you
4: yeah um, we we put a little record label together that's yeah that's just what it was the two of us and um. Right, that's probably right when we were doing that because uh, too many things we worked on just sort of when the movie comes out they would get lost in the shuffle. We wanted to sort of share it and preserve it. Yeah. Um, and we've been able to put most of our stuff out and starting to get other folks and this other composers um, scores out as well. That's yeah, also so What's the label called? Wayfind Records. Wayfindrecords.com um, and it's just it's mostly digital. We did a little vinyl at one mm-hmm. point and... These days for us, I think just digital, like just get yeah. it streaming quickly, and yeah, try to get it to filmmakers, other composers. Just yeah. that, that's what you know. We like finding you know new composers we haven't heard of yet, and just hear what they're doing, how they're recording things, and being able to listen to
2: it, you know, without the movie, right, right, and the, uh, I mean, in its own context, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. um, yeah. Because there is, I mean, just. Uh, but, Both times we've had you on, I I have sort of taken some time, like the week you guys were coming in, to like listen to some of the music you guys have done, Mm -hmm. and um, it is interesting re-listening to your work outside of the context of the movies themselves because they, as you guys were talking about, with the way they get mixed in and stuff, but also just I do think you know a lot of times if a composer is like doing their job pretty well, it's not always apparent that you're listening to something as much as it's sort of part of the whole experience mm. of watching the movie. You don't notice it until it's gone. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so then getting to re-listen to it, it's like this, like, you know, uh, when I was re-listening to Hold the Dark music and that movie is like ingrained in my brain as this very like atmospheric kind of experience, mm-hmm. but then listening to the music, it's like there's like tons of melody in this. There's like a lot of really interesting things going on that serve the movie so well that you think of it as the atmosphere that they create, right. as opposed to these like really like interesting. I think like kind of just like musical pieces on their own, you know. Um, yeah. And and so they're worth listening to. I think like sands the context of the movie too,
4: but takes take some more they take some more patience maybe than your average these days, like your average fun pop song or something like that. Like <laughs> sure, some, sure. some of the atmospheric stuff yeah. that we feel works great in a scene on its own. It's just like, yeah.
2: Um, I think you guys meandering. have a nice balance to that, to be honest with you. Cause I, there's, but I think there's been a big movement in movie music. Although I, we might be shifting out of it now I don't know where it was like a lot of atmosphere and like yeah. not a lot of like not melodic of material
3: motifs yeah that, that kind of well, went away while. I think in post while.
0: inception it was all the boah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that was the yeah. big thing Yeah. and now we're kind of it's funny it's all Nolan now that we're and Zimmer now that we're post mm-hmm. uh Dunkirk yeah. everything is pa 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 that's all that I hear in in like the major movies anymore so yeah that's cool that you guys have a variety I would I would say that the score for I don't. Uh, I don't feel Home Alone 2 anymore. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> is uh, that's the one that I've re-listened to the most. I mean, it's more my flavor. I tend yeah. to like like Southern rock kind of sound. But mm. there's a nice variety uh, of stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. a variety yeah. of stuff there. There's enough atmosphere. and Enough like there's some shredding on there. There's yeah. like yeah. some like serious shredding. Yeah. And right. as a Meatloaf fan, as I said before, <laughs> saxophone is where it is at in <laughs> rock and roll music.
2: Uh, you know me. I let lo- saxophone might be the best instrument. That's like more rock and roll should have sax. You, you don't know new. this about yeah. me. Come I love the
0: sax closet. let's hear it.
2: Horns should be in all music. Horns are awesome. They sound amazing in rock music. Are I agree. You a big ska guy in high school. I totally was. This guy was. Oh, I was. Uh, I <laughs> did think you I Pick it up, ha- pick it up, pick it up. I did. Yeah. I think cool. I have like <laughs> 17 Five Iron Frenzy t shirts in a closet upstairs <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Y'all like Mustard Plug? <laughs> yeah, I like Mustard Plug. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the specials? Uh oh, man. Yeah. I, yes, I liked Sky a lot, but I just, like in general, think horns fucking rock and rock music. There needs to be more horns in music. Agreed. Yeah, I, yeah, I think would agree with you. We're, we're
3: pushing for horns in the next making film. We'll see. So, yeah. which,
2: correct me if I'm wrong, is The Toxic Avenger? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you guys are working so on that exciting.
3: with that? Well, uh, we haven't been officially hired, but <laughs> I think uh, our parents. As far as were mom uh, and dad, we're definitely hired. There's still legendary pitchers, too. To deal with, but we'll see.
2: Okay. Okay. Right. 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 I was gonna say because that actually is like a pretty big studio ended yeah. up with that movie. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And and
0: I what a wild thing! That's gonna be such a weird thing to capture <laughs> because you know I love Toxie as much as the next guy, but that is Trauma is a they are it's Trauma. and are Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like the closest they've ever had to mainstream appeal. Yes. Like I remember the Toxic there was a cartoon, Crusaders right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had an action figure too. Me two. too. That's that's wild. Do you do you know of a way that you would like to approach it? Like, is there a foot in the door of the old style, or are you going fresh? You know fresh? what, I watched
4: it again for the first time since, like, we were kids, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's actually a cool
0: score, and, mm. like,
4: a few different people were credited for it. Um, definitely some licensed stuff that they just put in to make it seem work. Yeah. Um, m- and Macon has ideas. You better believe he's already got very, <laughs> like, specific ideas again, which I think he'll let us, like, run with, but yeah. he's... Um, um, yeah, there's all sorts of places it can go. I mean, like the '80s synth thing could be cool, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be, it's gonna be bigger and its overall scale and scope. So, okay, yeah. Like, um,
3: you know, we'll still keeping it grimy and dirty. Brass is, like, is, a, brass is yeah. exciting,
4: but I mean, like, not in a rock and roll, sure. Huey Lewis meatloaf sort of trio <laughs> sort of way. I mean, like a room You're speaking of my language right now. My favorite <laughs> thing. A room of like, t- like.
2: Eighteen of them, or something like that. Right, like, yeah. a, like a, you, can get, you farty. can get some power. With <laughs> <it>. Yeah. <laughs> that's Honestly, incredible. that's. Uh, I think that. Yeah, that you've sold me on your Toxic yeah, Avengers store. The Toxic Avengers store should be party.
0: How <laughs> far along is this movie? Is this like?
3: This um, is. They're still in the script phase. And, yeah. and is making going to play the
0: Toxic Avenger? Because <laughs> that is something that I want now. That <laughs> I thought <it> was, um, <laughs> um,
3: he has ideas. Not
4: they're not casting yet. There's, there's of course all these lists. Um, yeah. Um. And w- we don't know near- as much as you might think. We're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> pass this along
0: it, to him. I was going to buy a ticket no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> buy two and give it to somebody if he plays Toxie. <laughs> I'll say this. we hope I, that. We,
4: <laughs> almost, <laughs> we read like a screenplay a week maybe. Sure. I mean, stuff we work on, stuff that we don't yeah. end up working on. Just, um, And it, it's awesome. It's Yeah. The story is awesome. Yeah. And, um that's not because we're biased because our brother wrote it, but like he wrote an awesome story. Um, and he had a great sort of world to you know, jump off from. Um, and I do know that, again, with like a, a bigger scale and bigger scope, to make a really cool-looking movie is what we're going to end up seeing. But they want to sort of retain this scrappier trauma sure. in the mm-hmm. look and feel to certain mm-hmm. aspects of it. And this the, so the hand, score,
2: handcrafted... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
4: I mean... I don't know, I would guess the score might reflect some of the sounds from I Don't Feel at Home right? more so than Dunkirk, for <laughs> example. You know, and that's just because that's, just that's making sort of...
0: Yeah. And fartier. Fartier, scrappier, scruffier, <laughs> yeah.
4: like, mm-hmm.
3: um, yeah,
4: you know.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. That's, uh, what a wild thing to be remaking. But it, it is, there <laughs> it is... is uh, crazy. It has a cultural foothold. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, everybody's familiar with Toxie, even if they don't quite know how yeah. that they're familiar with Toxie.
4: I sort of love them. You've him. Like seen them,
0: yeah. You've definitely seen
4: them. Yeah, see normally I have to mm-hmm. tell
0: folks, and then like,
4: and I'll pull, up, like, oh. I'll pull up the picture. I'm like, ah, oh, that dude, I love that, that. dude. I <laughs> <know> that <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to
2: watch that after James Bond Jr. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. back in yeah. the '90s when, for some reason, we were obsessed with Mutagen. Oh, we loved Mutagen. Ev- <laughs> everything was about Mutagen. Everything was about people getting mutated by green slime. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I'm tempted to again? tie it like. to
0: the crackhead epidemic, but I can't figure it out. I am just be drunk. I don't know. Either way. Incredible. I think
2: you're just thinking of the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie where, like, yeah. they heavily imply that the Foot Clan are trafficking crack, but never tell you that. It's the secret of the Toxic Goose. Yes, yeah. 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 Remember
0: when the Turtles went on tour? Yeah. That was, like, one of the first times in my life that, as a little kid, even not knowing shit, I called bullshit. Yeah. Because I was watching and I was like, you know what? He can't play that guitar with just three fingers. <laughs> and when I looked closely, the guitars that they have all have, like, two strings. Like, they thought far enough mm-hmm. to make the guitar make sense for the two strings, mm-hmm. but they didn't think far enough to make the music sound like two-string music. <laughs> it's been bar like chords, and they would have gotten away with like, it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not buying this. Yeah. They These aren't the real yeah, turtles. It These are it their helpers or something. Oh,
4: damn. That would be such a fun opportunity. I wish like,
2: I could remember what that was called. The Turtles on Tour? <sighs> yeah. it was Turtles um, on Ice? I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh it had man, some ridiculous like, shell pun.
0: No, it was uh, I think it was the coming out of their shells tour. Oh yeah, but, yeah, I think that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because there was like a VHS team of it. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah. Actually, on the walk over here, I took a picture because there was these two flip flops on the ground, and I just thought that it oh, looked yeah. like a ninja turtle ninja lost ninja their turtle. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. It was like
3: someone got really like they had to get somewhere really quick. Yeah. <laughs> One of the turtles was like, "Oh shit, my <laughs> <"Fuck> pizza!" <laughs> <laughs> just went
0: for it. <laughs> uh,
2: so you guys have put some of your music out on vinyl through your label. We have, and through other labels, who, yeah, and um,
4: it, it maybe it's not for everyone. You know, I've got a, I've got a little, little scrappy record collection, and it's mostly scores and that's, stuff. And that's I do just, too. That's yeah, that's why I was asking because I was like, oh, I for me, it's just hard something to. Something like
0: that's it's like fun. it's a niche market, but something's got to hit. Yeah, like I know Waxwork does a lot yeah. of stuff, and like I just got the Her Smell score. Yeah, which is. Mwah. It is. It is Keegan phenom- Dewitt. Is what is right? it? Keegan Dewitt. There's yes. a bunch of songs, yes, yeah. but Keegan to the scores. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's got a little a little LP with the songs on it. Fantastic stuff. But it's the kind of thing that it's like, yeah, they made you know a thousand of them or whatever, and then that's going to be it. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, launching, just putting your scores out there is is a tough market to tap. Oh yeah.
3: Well, I mean, people people buying music is is,
0: you, you know, know, that's <laughs> going going <laughs> yeah. away, and then
3: yeah. scores are even smaller. Right. But still, yeah, just having something out there, you know. And, and mm. part of it's for the collectors that are into it, but also just a lot of times for us it's like as long as music editors and, and yeah. editors can get their hands on it, mm. like as much stuff as we can have out there is important. So Right, because is a that. lot...
2: I've, I don't remember if it was when we were talking to you guys or, or somebody else, but so, somebody was talking about this idea of like temping mm-hmm. scores and so like a lot of people will just use existing score mm-hmm. to figure out like what they want the tone of some of their movie to be or whatever and so i imagine having some of your work readily available means if somebody sees something like into the dark or whatever and is like ah, there's like something to this and yeah. that, you know and so they pull some of your music and then it's like oh well we can hire those guys to you know that's yeah, happened
4: it for like us a, a, yeah, it has, it yeah, a couple it could, times yeah where we've been hired because we've, we've made up a certain percentage of the temp score that's right. not working yeah
3: but then you also see like the the, you know, these kind of ebb and flows where, you know, something like Inception becomes big, and then you hear Inception tempt into every movie, and yeah. then it was Drive for yeah. a couple years, and then it was Under the Skin for a couple mm-hmm. years. You know, it's oh like, oh man, yeah, and and uh, Sicario. You know, there these mm. c- certain scores that yeah. like just hit everybody, and they kind of show up in every movie, and then it's like here. Do that, but do
0: it better. And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No one has ever topped under the skin. Anytime that that music cue it's is so conjured, yeah, I get it's, chills. It's, but yeah. Not it's, for it's the phenomenal. movie that it's on. I'm always like, oh, under the skin was so fucked up. We and get chills
4: when it shows up in temp music that we have to recreate. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so how are we going to do this? <laughs> I, I quit. I quit now because we can't do it <laughs> the same under way.
0: Under your skin. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's like, I'm trying to think of the, uh, I'm looking up 2001. I know that uh, whatever, I, I don't know who the composer is, but the big famous 2001 song, bah, mm-hmm. bah, yeah. bah, that was just in the background. Kubrick just put it there, like, ah, we don't have anything yet. Just put that. And everyone was like, that is kind of perfect. It's going to stick. And mm-hmm. it stuck. Yeah. What is that composer's name? Do you know who does that? It's not
4: her Is it Bernard? It's, um,
2: I do not know. I'll figure we it out. We should
4: know this. <laughs> I think it's okay. Yeah, come on, D- composition class. Uh, no, we're bad at the score mm-hmm. trivia stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know. Yeah, how much of your job revolves around trivia? <laughs> <laughs> Is that
3: a thing that. <laughs> I'll figure what it out. We, you guys we play us. trivia with each other quite a bit.
2: Yeah, it's real nerdy. It's, it's real. <laughs> <obscure>. <laughs> Do you know what kind of
3: plug in they used on that one bass sound? Mm.
2: Uh,
0: so, oh, so. It's just Strauss. Oh, okay.
2: Johann Strauss. Mm. Okay. So right. your brother makes a movie. Do you guys get to like go hang out on set? Uh, like, were you guys able to be there during uh, "I Don't know, Feel at Home in This World"? We did. I did. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I was a piano player in church. Oh, you oh, were. No way. I was told, don't you think about playing that piano <laughs> while in church? But in when when the first. Church scene, yeah. Um, that's our dad who is the preacher, who's okay. Lip lip-sync, syncing. Oh, uh, that is
0: probably my favorite moment in the movie when um, it becomes yeah. clear that he's singing, actually, the the yeah. right.
4: um, in
3: slow motion, and that, that he's also since
4: an untrained
0: actor, but he had a lot of he nailed it.
4: Um, it's uh-huh. funny, they had they had they had not totally cleared that song, and so they had to shoot it that scene twice with two different songs. He had to lip sync that
0: and <laughs> The Whisper song by Ying Yang Twins. <laughs>
4: it was. <laughs> that's what I. It'll sure. come to me. But um, they had to just get
2: the coverage and like shoot. Yeah. Shoot two. I love songs that. That them. was like they knew that that's what the scene was. The scene is him singing along oh, yeah. to whatever is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which yeah. I think it, like helped make in a lot of ways. He had a very
4: clear vision, and I was I, I I really pictured more of this um frantic energy and everyone's running around on set freaking out like oh it's the, the we got everything's got to be perfect and plus this is the big music scene yeah it was so mellow yeah. and that's <laughs> i think by you know the team he had around him were pros that knew what they were doing and mm-hmm. it was just like get your dad to lip sync to that song and we'll start rolling the camera and it was like yeah. it, it was a long day but it was very smooth and um i think it ended up looking looking great but yeah he got his son is in it our mom our mom plays Ruth's mom the image Sally. Ruth's grandma Sally
3: the, a, uh, yeah. the mirage of, oh, of Ruth. No oh, yeah. Um,
4: she's in like a like a hazy daydream at the beginning, and then she ends up in the that's in the woods at the very end. Because
0: yeah. she talks about in the movie how her grandmom imbued certain things with her own life. Yeah. And we never really meet this character beyond the mirages, but I mm-hmm. think that that life is felt. Yeah. So yeah. kudos to your mom. That's that's <laughs> really good performance.
4: You know what she said? This is like a little. She said um,
3: while they were shooting.
4: While they're shooting, she said, oftentimes, you know, that you'll get a shot like that, and the, the other actor, the lead actor, who you're opposite from, might not even be on set. Right. They might be back in the trailer or mm. something like that, and, and as an actor, you're expected to like deliver that look or whatever, but Melanie Linsky, who played Ruth, was like, oh, I'm definitely on set with you, <laughs> and she's not in the shot, but as, as mom looks at the camera and sort of points which direction she goes, she said and she's never been in, in a movie a day in her life, she said Melanie Linsky was offering her this nonverbal performance that she, she's like, I almost started crying. I felt like that was my <laughs> daughter in the woods, and <laughs> I needed to help her, and she literally got choked up and like points to the... Yeah, that's woman. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Melanie yeah. Linsky's something special. She's yeah. really
0: good in everything she's in. Yeah. She's fantastic. I, I had a actually a surprise Melanie Linsky popped into my life the other day. I uh, often leave It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on in the background while I'm doing stuff. And there's an old episode where her and her husband, uh, well, you know, the character her and the character of her husband, they are trying to... Uh, get a surrogate mother that D wants to be the surrogate mother for them. <laughs> and D is just taking advantage of their pool and making them feed them booze. And she's just the nice lady that wants to adopt a child. It's really funny. And I'm like, that there's no way that's Melanie Linsky. And it's and it 15 years old, so oh, you know man. she looks different, but it was definitely her. And go back yeah, and she's phenomenal. That. It was only maybe three minutes collective yeah. that she's on it. Anchors that whole episode. She's wow. fantastic. Yeah. That show got
4: that show, I feel like. Um, Introduce us to a few, like, sort of, of those characters. Jimmy Simpson, Jimmy Simpson, he's, yes, he's, he's awesome. So amazing. He's, in he's, man. Man. he's in like everything. I have everything, a hard
0: time unseeing him as McPoyle, yes, it's <laughs> <that's> true. Because <laughs> even in West Road, I'm watching him. I like refer to him as, as McPoyle, milk, he's in in McPoyle. McPoyle.
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that uh, that uh even um uh, uh what's the actor's name? Glenn um Glenn yeah. Ha- yeah. Well it's they've like, all
0: got spin-offs, D's on curves, no, I know their own show. But he I think in Charlie particular I've in
2: seen, I know, I think in particular I've seen him kinda like stretch group. a little bit and is like a very interesting actor to watch, I think too. Oh, yeah. He's uh, like classically trained. He's yeah, good.
0: he knows multiple languages. It's yeah, wild. He like yeah. It'll always be Dennis. Yeah, they're a
3: very interesting face shot off in the strangers yes he did right. correct he did indeed yeah he yeah he's good in that getting his face shot off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was good at that i'm the guy i'm not big on the strangers that much
0: yeah but oh that was huge great. on the strangers too i really like i hear okay, that, that that's a pretty, pretty fun, fun movie I, it's just a fun slasher we movie, know them now <laughs> uh the first one i mean it just didn't work for me but i get why oh, it was so like brutal home invasion rules yeah. yeah but that one just didn't quite get it for me but you know, so co- I think I watched it too close to Funny Games. Yeah. So it was just like, ah, yeah, you yeah. can't hurt me now, I'm right. invincible. I watch Funny Games. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, he got his face shot off. You he are did. correct. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I have a note here that I thought yeah.
0: uh, I only. T- I was like, I'm going to take some notes so I can really do this episode right. And I wrote two notes down, and they're not even anything deep, but they're funny moments that I thought were credit to Macon. One, when they're looking at Elijah Wood's computer and porn pops up. And it just keeps popping well, up. But he keeps hitting it, but the dog reacts. <laughs> there's a quick, yes, there's a quick bar from the dog with a literal bar attached to it. Kevin. And it's just real quick. It's the dumbest thing. And I'm so happy that it's there.
2: Yeah. I love that the dog's name is Kevin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Kevin reacts to the porn because Kevin has a concept of what porn is yeah, and yeah. why it's embarrassing that it popped up in front of Ruth.
2: It's so crazy.
0: It's
3: like, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? I've but if it, it before, there, but <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't there, in this
0: context, if it wasn't a golden retriever? It wouldn't work as well. Yeah, yeah. Is it a golden retriever? Now that I'm thinking, I'm yeah, yeah, golden yeah. retriever. Yeah, because the ears give that like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. golden retrievers care; they get it. <laughs> but if it was like a chihuahua, I'd be like, that chihuahua does not know what porn is. Yeah. Yeah. he has no sense of social <laughs> this awareness. Is so true. None. But this golden retriever, he gets it. He's like Comet from Full House. <laughs> and then the other note that I had was not the giraffe. Uh, it's a great moment uh, of communication yeah. <laughs> when she's going after all the lawn animals and she goes after the wicker giraffe and what is elijah wood's character's name why Tony. am i Tony. Tony. He goes, "No, not the giraffe." And As in the fight. middle of her tirade, she just 180s away from the giraffe and goes for the pig. <laughs> She's like, "Right, hey, that's reasonable." Just, yeah, yeah. It's reasonable right now. And I was wondering, why is that a thing? Is it because, "Hey, we appreciate giraffes?" Is it are they considering space in the in the car? Is it just a throwaway bit? I don't know, but I love it. Yeah. That sort of texture makes every movie so much better. I think it's the
4: random textures that just simply come from somewhere in Macon's brain. That's yes. "This yeah. is, this would be funny if if in all of Ruth's rage, she's like, she's still like a reasonable, <laughs> decent person. I think she's you're like, right because I'm that's important. I'm going to steal the important. shit out of this um, lawn tiger, but <laughs> yes. but not the giraffe.
2: Yeah. What did he do? Yeah. He's not even a predator. Yeah, he eats trees. It's not your lawn tiger. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't stop repeating that, that line. That scene it's is not so your lawn important, tiger. I yeah. think,
0: because it's the one moment where it's like lady, you're kind of doing something wrong, and your whole thing is about ethics and morals, and you're failing on both. But it's such a small thing, and I think that moment of restraint, I think you're right, that helps sell it, where it's like, well, she did spare the giraffe. (laughs) We've (laughs) all reached a breaking point. We've all gotten to a point where we're going to do something that we know is wrong, but it's cathartic. But it wasn't her tiger, man. It wasn't her (laughs) (laughs) tiger in the first place. But that's what you need. You need all that
2: conflict, and then like, (laughs)
4: <laughs> gravity the mic
2: is literally exploding in your hand is it like uh chevy chase's sunglasses in vacation <laughs> yeah. just falling off the face all right well it worked
0: out you now get i have it sorted. The, the stand-up style Fantastic. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you it's <laughs> happening.
4: i do remember that scene read on the page we, like not like is this really gonna play out yeah you know is mm. this gonna translate um
3: and that's in that it the, the script, not the draft. The was it in the script. All of that's in the oh script.
4: Yeah. He did a great job of like going through enough drafts of the screenplay where, again, they shot what was on the page. Yeah, like there's a little improv, I'm sure here and there. Yeah, but yeah. like, it was funny enough and fluid enough on the page where I think it allows them to just sort of shoot that. Well, you um, could
2: tell too, because like it's a good looking movie. Like it, it's just a good looking movie. But he also does some like. Very impressive there are like really impressive like directorial choices in it I think there are there's this one really good rotating shot in her house where um, she thinks she hears someone in the back mm-hmm. and the camera starts rotating so that we don't see her anymore where she goes And then as it rotates we see a uh, like a knife on the wall. And you see her arm yeah, reach into frame and, and grab it, yeah. the knife, and then she, as the camera keeps rotating, comes around to the other side and go. You know, it's like a really creative shot yeah. that gives you like a lot of interesting like visual information, but in like the right order and in interesting ways. Yeah, um, he does like there. Uh, there was another one too. There was like a really nice flourish in one scene that now I can't. It's not coming to mind, but like there's just some like really interesting choices in this that I think only come when you are like like we've talked about before, like pre production, where it's like. You that's know plan, exactly yeah. what your movie is, and you know that, like, you need this shot. Because something like that needs I to be, like, very, very orchestrated, shot you're you know? About. And yeah. There's a
0: lot of shots that have that same sort of similar thought process to them. Yeah. There's, like, three different interest instances where I noticed, like, rack focus being used. Yes. Yeah. Where in just one static shot, we went from focus on the foreground, focus on the mm-hmm. background. And every time there was a reveal on, oh, that's information right. that foreground doesn't know yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of fun stuff like that that,
3: man, for. That's the, the first clues. time that's his debut, as a director, right? right? Yeah, yeah, he directed anything before that's this. Very, very smart. Yeah, um, but he's he's he's, he's fr- been watching Jeremy work for a while, too. Yeah, like he you know, and they they I think they talked a lot about this, too. I mean, there's and as an actor, he was in he was in enough yeah, things yes. and smaller paying attention and watching and, and medium sized roles. Yeah, um,
4: mm. that I think that's the quickest way I think you can mm. learn get the knowledge skill. you need to sort of play yeah. your own know, thing, which makes me think. When are you guys gonna make a movie? <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm actually working on writing a short film right now. Are you? It's called Escape, and it is about a bunch of people dying in one of those escape rooms. Oh my um, god! But just due d- to misunderstandings, because oh the woman who runs the my girlfriend works uh, part time at one of those escape rooms, and so I did a couple to research for it. And you are there at the behest of the clue master, as it's called. Right. The person who monitors the room, makes Mm -hmm. sure you're not kicking the walls down and just kind of like lubricates your process of getting clues. But if she gets locked out and you're bad at the game, you're stuck in there and tensions can run high. And so that's what the movie's based on. So one of these days that'll get finished. I'm working this on is it. amazing. Yeah, so if you want to do some tunes
3: for it, you I know hired. some composers. I can pay
0: you with, I think I got like $30 in my wallet. Beer. For now. What do you got? You we got work anything? for beer. We got? Done. done. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's in. We're good. So yeah, working on that. We'll see. Yeah,
2: that's, uh, yeah, I... uh I wrote, like, a web series when I was in college that was I had always break? wanted to make. Smoke Break. Yeah, th- I enjoyed those. I forgot all about yeah, that. An yeah, an office romance told over the series of uh, Smoke Breaks, where, like, every episode would be the length of time it takes characters to oh, smoke. Awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good concept. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's just a very easy, like, elevator pitch mm-hmm. concept. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, like, I don't know. I wrote it, like, a decade ago, and I haven't, like, looked at it or touched it since. He but I, I, would that, like to, I would like to do something we like that at some do something. We could even do those as audio. Yeah, we could, actually, yeah. You know, just since we have the setup. Yeah.
4: Or mm-hmm. even as like a proof of concept to sh- to yeah. pitch yeah. and share, yeah. Yeah, something to do.
0: Yeah. So I'll yeah, pi- we we got ideas. Cool. <laughs> I have another thing. I'm a, now that I'm just gonna my ego is tapped. Yeah. I've got the. I'm working on a radio play as well. Oh yeah, this is good. Called Kirk Rigger, Space Lawyer, and <laughs> it is a unearthed reel from back in the day of a futuristic, uh, space lawyer show that takes place in 1997, and it is <laughs> about space lawyering. And it is, you know, the shadow knows, but space lawyering complete with old commercials for healthy cigarettes, for suntan lotion that has no sunscreen. Live sound you know, effects like that. in that. room. Exactly, live sound effects in the room. Yep. You know what's up.
4: We're going to invest in that. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yes. Kirk Rigger, Space Lawyer is closer to the than than Escape. Yeah,
0: right? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I want to get one of those old mics that's just springs attached to a little (laughs) vibrator. I I want all of that. I I want a big aluminum sheet for thunder. But that's a movie there. Although there's no thunder in space. We'll put thunder in space. They don't know that yet. It was created in the 1940s. Who plays Kirk Rigger? Grissom Hollenbeck. Yeah. Grissom Hollenbeck plays Kirk Rigger. (laughs) The reason it got canned was because he was blacklisted during the, what's his name? McCarthyism? McCarthyism. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I only have like an episode and a half done. So I want like four or five before I can put yeah. it out. It's a Great idea, right. <laughs> Kirk Fantastic. Rigger, yeah. space lawyer. It's just the title <laughs> is
2: the title is so perfect. The title is the elevator pitch, kudos, yeah. to Steve you know what I mean? It's like it's amazing. He came up with Kirk Rigger, <laughs> yeah. That's so I good. hemmed
0: and hawed over that name forever. Yeah, and just... Kirk Rigger, boom, it's in, yeah. stuck. <laughs> so good. Space lawyer, he's out of this world. Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> uh, write it down. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie, that's going in.
2: Uh. Uh, well, gentlemen, uh, we don't want to keep you too too long <laughs> here. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying drinking beers with the aunt, but, uh, you all, but likewise, yeah, know, we don't want to overstay our welcome or anything like that. Uh, so, is there like uh, things you're looking to plug while you're sitting here? I know we plugged your label and your uh, the TV show that you guys were working on, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of things coming out in the fall. Um, yeah, next month, Pro- Low Tide is probably most. Oh yeah, wait, what's Low Tide? Tell me about this, dude. Low Tide is awesome.
4: Yeah, um, first-time filmmaker Kevin McMullen. He's uh, he's up in New York. I forgot
3: how we linked up with him, but a neighborhood film, I think. He worked on Blue Ruin. Yeah, Destruction Company. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: um, A twenty-four has picked it up, and yep. like, he just had this uh, this awesome vision of kind of like a R-rated Stand By Me or Goonies meets Brick. Um, like you're just speaking like my language yeah, yeah. The, the, covering covering the Jersey Shore yes coming Yeah, he's, oh, so he's from Jersey uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh yeah oh, oh it's nostalgic. got Shea Wiggum
3: Shea Wiggum yeah oh. the second film does he with play a grizzled, he is a, he does. Oh. a grizzled cop he's a cop he's the sheriff <laughs> he's <laughs> listen kid Mike. the right choice <laughs> is that choice. the kid from It yeah Jaden 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 Martell, Martell
4: okay oh right on like some really great young like teenage actors sounds like it's a gamble yeah but he got the right teenage actors Um, and Kinda like Macon's movie. He put everything he wanted into it and it works. It's like a it's like a treasure hunt movie. It's a there's a pirate cool. pirate aspect to it. Yeah. There's yeah. dark crime. There's like awkward teenage playfulness. There's yeah. Falling in love at the beach. Falling
3: in love at uh-huh. the beach uh-huh.
4: in the uh-huh. summer uh-huh. smoke a pot for the first time. All the good stuff. Oh my
3: uh, God. This sounds great. Yeah. And, and he, the and score's a lot like Macon's approach too, where it's like a kind of like a mixtape. Yeah. You know, okay. Lots of different styles that are kind of all kind of work together, and it's a fun story. And it's, it's played well with audiences. It premiered at Tribeca, the last Tribeca, and did well there. Yeah. So yeah. it goes to DirecTV, I think, like September 5th. 5th and then, Oh, great. Um, it'll Theatrical be theaters on October, October 4th. Yeah. Okay, cool. Low Tide. Yep. Low Tide. Yeah. And A24's putting
2: it out. A24. They're partnering awesome. with DirecTV to do this, like, yeah. day exclusive DirecTV thing, okay. which is cool. Just a way to get it out there early and... A twenty four is like uh, their track no record wrong. is incredible. <laughs> I it's have a Pavlovian ridiculous. response to their logo. Yeah.
0: that's similar to the one I developed for the Orion logo. Oh, Where you just yeah. take out your money and you sim- throw your money. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> well, they're similar. At Fandango, right? and, and kind of they're similar, sort of yeah, like just doing weird shit. Kind
4: of like a. I mean, similar logos. The logo, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Vintagey.
3: Yes, it's colors. Got well, a Orion's
0: a, the the. It actually has the constellation yeah. Orion. Yeah. It
3: turns into a. Yes,
0: yeah. And oh, then in Predator, the logo fades away and the spaceship comes in. I think that's probably what I'm so so They both have like a shot
2: on video look to them yes. as like yeah, a logo yeah, kind of. Yeah.
0: yeah. They're hanging Thanks back to old school. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you this just in general about writing score music. And I write a lot of just prose and criticism and stuff like that. And so many times I will go to proofread and realize I have to cut so much out because I have leaned on the same phrase or mm-hmm. the same terminology over mm-hmm. and over again to the point where it's repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who's interested in comedy, sometimes that's a benefit because you can keep revisiting something until it becomes funny. And then some by exactly, twisting it. Exactly, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And then sometimes it, it, I, I read it and I go, this is like turgid because it's just going over and over again. Yeah. Does anything similar to that happen in creating music?
4: That's a great question. Yes, um, and I would I would guess sometimes it's effective and sometimes it's monotonous and it's all like sort of how it's used and there is a, I think there's a, a function of like, repetition mm-hmm. that can create tension because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of what we're trying to do is support, I mean, that's what a movie is. There's like conflict and tension and resolution conflict and if we're just trying to like emphasize a lot of the tension. By constantly shifting gears and like keeping you, not knowing what to expect, we might not be doing our job. But by sort of, right, like like, finale is a great example of that. Of Mm -hmm. just like a seven-minute thing that's the same thing over and over that starts to layer and layer and layer and starts to feel pretty uncomfortable by the end of it
3: um yeah but i also i think like film to film and i wonder if that's what you're asking too is like kind of film the film coming back to some of the same approaches and maybe trying to make them like reinvent them and get Mm. them like kind of boil them down and get get better and better and i feel like we we get the opportunity to do that quite a bit even like the film working on now i feel like is in the vein of like some of the jeremy's films and hold the dark in particular so it's like we don't want to do that same thing over and over and again, but we're like we're trying to find new sounds, and new approaches, and kind of refine that. But then we also, I think, have a very like strong reaction to doing that over and over again. So stuff mm-hmm. like like I don't feel like home in this world and Low Tide, where it's like completely, let's take a left turn a little bit, and there's still some tension moments. But then we get to do like saxophones and guitar solos and stuff like that. Those are also equally as is appealing, you know, to like really try to to take a left turn and even right now i think we, we keep trying to break into more dramas and comedies and kind of move away from you know repeating the same type mm. of things over and over, and over again but uh, yeah i just think like but working on things over and over again you kind of hope that you don't repeat yourself and find new ways to do it
4: you know mm-hmm. but it's also that initial vision comes to us from you know the director externally mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they said they've i've been dreaming up this score since i wrote this film or right. for, for years now, and I, I, I picture it sounding something like this. And then yeah. the most exciting for us is when it's something that we haven't done yet or it's mm-hmm. um, a big twist on something that we've done. And
3: or they think we can do it, and they're just like, you guys can do it? And we're like, we've never done that before. We've got to figure out how to do it. No low, tides, low Tide's
4: a great example of that. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't want something that you've done before. But I, I'm pretty sure you can do what I'm looking for, and we did not feel that at the time uh, we yeah, said yeah. That we had to jump in. and, then, and
0: Well, if I you're doing comedy, one thing, and I don't work in music, but I understand it. If you're doing comedy, record scratch in a moment of like, whoa, works 100% of the time. Horn. Yeah, oh, horn works, yeah. Uh-huh. when people are the like, DJ I'm in pregnant, the
3: corner of the room.
0: Like, yeah. And then Katrina and the waves walking on sunshine all the way home. <laughs> good to go.
3: <laughs> or a well-placed, just sound design fart out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. like, when a minion farts for no reason. It's like... I do, I really like
2: Muzak. You guys know know what I mean when I say that? Like, uh, the elevator stuff like kind of like if it's like yeah like if it's a comedy it's like oh, yeah, uh, it's a comedy time you know like, it's that like
0: specifically in a review maybe like a year or two ago yeah. i remember you just saying this Oh, it was the hitman's bodyguard yes and you talked about how that movie you didn't care for as that much but right. the music was the, the music
2: was on point because that movie feels like it was made in 1997 and they straight up had like somebody do a score that sounds like it's from the action movie from nineteen ninety seven that they made, but it's it's a Muzak version of that. It's literally like if if you, if I asked you to describe what Con Air sounds like, it's the <laughs> it's like your like loudmouthed version of it when you're trying to recreate it. You know what I mean? That's like to me, that's like Muzak, and I lo- like Kevin scat. Smith movies always have Muzak in them. Yeah, yeah. The the score for those is always like this very like. Very knowing, like we are in a comedy movie. Like I like really, we I love to find stuff a Muzak like that. Track that we can put those lyrics over, <laughs> yeah, because it's got to exist. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> I love so. I, every Wait, what time, did he say back <laughs> there? <this? laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I love stuff like that. I like. I lament that that's like doesn't. In the '90s, it was in everything. Like, then at at, the at, end like of Connerit, every Jim Carrey movie drop, has so music we in rhymes. it. Mm. Damn, we
4: yeah. Oh yeah, we would we be. That's. That, I mean, we would be. We would love to get that opportunity. It's we, so fun. Small Crimes was the closest we got to it, where. I'm dying to see that, actually. I
0: downloaded Small Crimes to watch on a flight recently, and then I didn't get to watch it because I decided to watch The Aviator, which was really long. You need to fill up your time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had to do it. I, I um, put that in.
2: Yeah, I've been dying to see Small Crimes. I keep hearing very good things about that. And I forgot yeah. you guys did the score it, for that. Yeah. The score's that that kind of
3: flew beneath the radar a little bit. But yeah.
2: Um, that's got but Jamie fun. Lannister. A lot, does. Does. Horns, so a lot of horns. Back to Jamie Horn, Full circle. Full circle.
4: But then at the very end, there's a seen in a motel room, They're watching the, he's watching the TV, there's a car commercial on the TV, which was always just whatever production audio they captured on set. They, of course, have to either clear that or replace that. And we were like, we could see this coming from a mile away. They're not going to get rights to use this Taurus car commercial. Yeah, yeah. So we had like three or four days to go before this deadline can you guys do car commercial music? We're like, fuck yes, yes we can. <laughs> Thank you. We've been waiting. Like, we're not going to just offer it up. Yes. But since you asked, yes. we're going to stop everything we're doing. Yes, We're going to hire a voiceover artist that we found online in Canada to do, like, the come down and get your this guitar. car you, guitar you guitar. want. This is <laughs> oh, the guitar. That's incredible. And then hire our buddy Trevor, who can sing all sorts of, he's a great singer, um, to do the actual, like, early 90s car jingle. Yeah, um, Tara. Yeah. Something
3: about, um, are <laughs> I mean point we're A, the, A all B. you need <laughs> to
4: get from yeah. point A to B, Taurus,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the uh, the Casio tunes in Killer Sills, um, Yeah. you know, his, his uh, thrift shop, so we, did the, shop. Yeah. we oh, did the pawn shop, yeah, yeah. When the old when, guy, oh my oh like, god, oh, you Orson don't Nova. like music. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Dan and
2: I were talking about. Rock and about, roll. Uh, yeah. You guys <laughs> made those? Yeah. Dude, they're so That's good. That's incredible. Dan and I were talking about, because I noticed it watching like six, it this time. eight
4: versions of each, and Macon's like, no, make, it, that, shittier.
2: Yeah. Not right. <laughs> make it shittier. Yes, quite Cut, shittier. Action. We were talking about that scene because I noticed something watching it this time that I didn't notice. The raccoon? Uh, no, not that. <laughs> it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, Hey, buddy. Just hanging out. Well, hey, buddy. Tori pointed out that there are stickers <laughs> of the guy that owns the place's face <laughs> all over things throughout the set He's really aware of his local minimal celebrity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's been laughs> I did not notice that. And she put, she's like, "Look, they're everywhere." And they're like all over the stuff throughout his shop with these stickers so of his own face. That's why he was so disappointed when they didn't want to listen to the
0: music <laughs> because that's something that people in that town probably go like, yeah. "All right, And we can probably <laughs> buy a gun. Right. There's yeah.
2: there's a great Elijah Wood <laughs> moment though when he like he plays like the first <laughs> two tracks and then he gets to like the third one, and he perks up like, like, oh, <laughs> I actually like this one. And then you watch him like shake it off like, no, I'm yeah. not here for I'm a here keyboard. For like you, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah. funny. And in making you must sense, not you like know music. that like,
4: if you're sitting there in the final edit, you're like, we got to just shave off a minute. I don't know where it's going to come from, but we got to. That's the first place you look. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. The silly keyboard joke. We don't need it. But, dude, he stuck to his guy.: uh, yes. I think that's <laughs> essential.
0: It's so, so good. There's so many little things like that yeah. that yeah. really, really yeah. work. Well, and that um, movie
2: needs all of its moments of humor. I think, like e- even those small, subtle ones. That what did movie they talk
0: about when they were drinking coffee with what's her name, and uh, oh, her friend. And Tony is very into being a cop, <laughs> and then he immediately loosens up over one topic. I don't yeah. remember what it was because well,
4: Macon worked at.
0: Um, it was the the foam and the. Um, just yes. foam oh and the cappuccino, yeah. like just
4: cashew milk, yeah, a uh, couple nut t- milk, one type of centaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, because Macon worked at Borders Books, um, <laughs> oh. like hi- it was his high school job, which yeah. had a little cafe, kind of like Barnes and Noble. So yeah, yep. Um Probably learned how to make a, yeah. a shitty cappuccino, so he just <laughs> wrote.
0: <laughs> yeah, all of the different That's Incredible.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> certain type of centaurs, Kevin.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I love, too, when he goes, I worked at a Borders, and her reaction is like, oh, like, <laughs> I also miss Borders. Because <laughs> I miss Borders. Yeah. not well, like I Barnes & Noble. I
2: just mean, love net milk.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nut
0: milk. Oh, she's
2: such a funny character. She's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that that's what you uh, wanted us to watch, by the way, because I, like, I, I, I've definitely seen it at least twice before, and it's like. I don't know that thing with Netflix movies where it's like, I don't think to rewatch that movie all the time right. because it's like, it's not sitting on my shelf, you know? Mm-hmm. I
0: think that differs from other
2: Netflix movies yeah. in that
0: outside of Oakja, yeah, yeah. there are none that I would go, I really wish I could be watching this on the big screen. Right, yeah. But like, uh, I don't feel home alone at night Part three. anymore, lost <laughs> in New York. Yeah. is um, That would be a fantastic midnight movie. Oh, yeah. I feel like the right crowd mm-hmm. yeah. being responsive to it you know, chilling out, having a beer, watching a movie would be very, very
2: fun. It, I also, like, not to, like, throw every other Netflix movie under the bus necessarily, but, like, it, it is, like, legitimately a very good-looking movie uh, in ways that I do think, like, a lot of Netflix movies are not. Yeah. Um, it Like, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but, like, it looks to me like it was maybe shot on film as opposed to digitally. It wasn't, it was but made was... to look like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. there's some grain in there
3: yep, for sure, yeah. but mm. that's yeah, post, yeah. all post-production.
2: I yeah.
0: think it's so evocative of... Later, grindhouse stuff. Yeah, we almost immediately just put a cigarette. I, I know, in like, our head, yeah,
2: you know, yeah, it, yes. It, it's just uh yeah. I would like to be able to own that movie anyway. My point is, I, do, I would not have thought to probably rewatch this uh, at least now, having just watched it a couple of times in the last couple of years, and it was like, oh yeah, this is like a very. It's not only like worth revisiting in general. It's like, oh yeah, 2019, world's going to hell. This is uh, very relatable right now. Right, oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> Which I think is what he's still trying to relate with Toxic Avenger. I was wondering I mean, it's
2: it's a movie about like... It feels like it could uh, tap into some of our eco-fears
0: right right now. Ecological Um, horror. I mean, even the original has, and this is a reach, but I don't think it's that big of a reach. There's a little bit about like body positivity in it Mm, mm -hmm. because he has to make peace with the fact that he is now a freak, mm -hmm. even more so than when he was the nerd before he became, but he owns it. Mm-hmm. and ends up, you know, Putting becoming toxic to users. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: Yeah. But on behalf of the the bullied in the in the uh, right. disenfranchised in that sort of, uh, you know, arcane. yeah. Didn't he <laughs> Can't kind of t- too much away? Didn't the character
2: like kind of even like operate out mm-hmm. of uh uh like uh. Uh, like he's a New York City character, right? Do I remember Wait, this? Toxic he, Avenger.
0: Yeah. If I remember correctly, he's kind of a dweeb, right? And he is bullied. He is treated poorly. And then when he becomes the Toxic, zi- toxic bros, Avenger, basically. he's so strong. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and isn't he from he like a pretty like low rent
2: it. apartment complex or something like that? Doesn't he operate out of like a pretty? Yeah, he like works like at Troma. Re- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, he still lives with his mom. He's the yes, janitor. Right. He's the janitor at the sporting club. Right. Oh, he's the. head, yeah. it's like this. Like overly testosterone,
0: like, yes. you know, um,
4: toxic masculine dudes. Just yeah, like yeah.
0: Picking on them all day. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. If yeah. We somehow They're the first tie ones the, to the terminology it. of toxic masculinity to Toxic yeah. Avenger. I don't even see that. I'm <laughs> totally ready for it. Yeah. That's like, yeah. I mean, toxic masculinity. If, if the Avenger. way we finally purge toxic masculinity from the culture is via a remake of a trauma <laughs> movie, <laughs> there's something <laughs> so just universally poetic about that yeah. that I am here for. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so good.
0: Yeah. Wait till you see the bad guys in this uh, movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Have either of you seen uh, uh, The Art of Self-Defense? No. no. Definitely check it out. Um, Jesse. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg, yeah. Yeah, very, very good. But it's very much in tune with that notion. And it has a very similar sense of humor to things like Macon's movie oh, cool. or to like Murder Party, yeah. where it's, you know, it's a little bit heightened, but it still is uh, grounded enough in the real world that it becomes an effective commentary. Good stuff. Cool. That yeah, was really
4: was good. Was that Sundance last year? No. It's, yeah, is it just coming out. Or this is they played out
0: cool? it at Springfest here, the Film Society Springfest, okay, But yeah. and
4: I then don't
2: then know it, really what the larger ch- release was. And it was just it was just at the Ritz here. Like, yeah, I think maybe, maybe like a maybe early, month early August. Go. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a uh, Riley Stearns made it. Uh, he made that movie Faults, which is uh, really really good. Uh, I'm a big fan I've of that movie. That. Um, yeah. And it's uh, yeah, it definitely has a similar sort of. Got a dark sensibility about cool. it. That's yeah. like, ri- but very it's funny. Fucking funny. Yeah, it's really it's funny. It's like real fucking yeah. funny. Uh, the dude that plays Nick Cage's brother in Face Off is one of the stars, and uh, that guy should just be in way more movies. Performance of 2019. Yeah, he's if amazing, you know, man. Me. Yeah. I mean that. I, I yeah. mean that. He's in a incredible. Enthusiastic <laughs> type of way. Yeah. yeah, hyperbolic is the word <laughs> <Yes. I'm laughs> Oh, actually, funny. yeah. Okay, so before we go, I'm, I'm going to let you guys plug whatever you need to plug. Otherwise, mm-hmm. but like, what have you seen this year that you oh, liked this year? Yeah,
4: because I'm. Uh, I'm in need of some new stuff. You know what I'm really looking forward to, yeah. television-wise? Get Shorty, season three. Oh yeah. On, I keep uh, hearing the Star show is Shorty's really awesome. good. Yeah. I, it, it I've a not really seen crappy it. Joe Pesci movie in the 90s, right? Yes. I uh, liked uh, Get Shorty, it's and then there's the, the movie. The not Cool. Is it? Okay, I don't remember. And
2: Be Cool was the sequel that no one right. liked. Why can't yeah. I think of his name? He's in the Fred Durst movie. John Travolta. John Travolta. Is, is that yeah. a Levinson Movie, uh, yes, shorty it is. is Barry Levinson. Levinson. Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Danny I was it's thinking Levinson it's or so Jay Roach. <laughs> um,
4: this is Ray Romano. Ray Romano, yes. yes. I never, like, really playing a playing a version
2: of uh, what's that guy's name? Glazer, right? He's got the spiked hair. He kind of looks like him, Brian yeah. Glazer. Yeah. Brian yeah. Glazer, yeah. yeah, yeah. And
4: Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd, I love Chris, I love O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. He's great. And yeah, he's fantastic. Fantastic like, like character actors. Yeah. Season one was on Netflix, and then it switched to Epics. Um, okay. On okay. Know, like Amazon. And then it something. went to Crackle. <laughs> 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 but so it's out so there; it's floating around. But season three is coming. Yeah. In a couple weeks. Yeah, that's right definitely God.
0: good. That's a show that I was so ready to dismiss, but I keep hearing good things. Yeah, about. it no, was very, yeah.
4: very bingeable, um, and part, partly because it's all you know—it's this like weird low-budget crime story that then infiltrates the film industry.
2: Is it about Chili Palmer? No. Is that not for me? okay? But it might
4: be based. I'm not sure. It might be based loosely on that, but
2: hmm. no, no, no. That's the character's name in the in the movie. Get shorty. So I just didn't know if maybe they is it a created Omar another Leonard book first. It is. Is Elmer yeah. Leonard? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Chris O'Dowd
4: is just, is um. I'm blanking on his first name, in the show. But he's just like a. He's working with this dysfunctional crime family in Las Vegas. But he's just a lover of films. And yeah. He's like, I've got an idea, and he's like, yeah. he. he you know, unknowingly becomes a film producer and like, cool. actually cool. gets a couple movies made, and a couple don't get made, and then, you know, the laundering of the money. Yes. And Miles Daily. Miles Daily. Miles Daily. He's and so good. So okay. Yeah. Um, that's a great one. I don't. Yeah. Film-wise, um, what? Oh, you know what? Peanut Butter Falcon was awesome.
0: Oh, I just reviewed that recently. Yeah, you just saw that. Well, I, yeah, see yeah, that yeah. was yeah. a cool movie. I enjoyed yeah. that. I I had had a little misgiving with it. When uh, the nurse was like, "You got to take your medicine," he was like, "Oh man, as long as we're cool, we don't need medicine." Yeah. I was like, Give the that ex- kid the his
4: "Exposition medicine. with that first scene with <laughs> some the nurse. weird stuff." Yeah, but once he once once we got into act two, I'm like,
0: oh, I love "Yeah, it. this is yeah. great." Shia LaBeouf is like a tremendous actor. He was great.
4: So I was at the um, there was a press screening here, and one of the producers. Executive oh, I was producer, there. Yeah,
0: we were in the same room
4: last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah damn, I missed it. <laughs> um, yeah, he's talking about
0: the improv and just, mm-hmm. like, the party. Lo- like, what's the number one rule? Party. <laughs> <Foto> <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> it's, don't <Foto> slow <laughs> me down. Yeah, that is fantastic. I'm glad yeah. that that was improv, because yeah. uh, his name is, I think it's Zach, Zach Gotswager, I think was yeah. something like that. Yeah. Zach gotswagger It's uh, <laughs> something like that. He was so good in that, and it, it felt uh, it felt like they didn't lean into his disability as a novelty, no. which I really appreciated. Yeah, they
4: let him just be himself, and they... um sounded like first-time screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Partnership. Yeah. Went to summer camp with Zach as kids. Oh. A um, bunch of different kids, one to the same yeah. kids. And Zach says, I'm going to be a movie star. And they're like, I don't know about that. And he uh, said, that's, that's why I read the Q&A. I think mm. Aaron was describing this as, um, um, as kids. Zach said, well, write a movie about me, and then I'll be a movie star. <laughs> and it took him like maybe two decades or <laughs> yeah. but, they, but did, they did it they did just that's that. amazing yeah, yeah. that's and, amazing uh, yeah i don't know if there's like awards talk or something i don't know but he was it's he, definitely he a, it's very pretty, much an awards was, talk
0: style movie he was pretty amazing yeah i really enjoyed it, and this is not a spoiler or anything no, fair. But there was such a small joke when the saltwater redneck uh set up the wrestling match uh-huh. when he walked up to the ref and he's talking to mm-hmm. him you don't actually get any of the audio of their conversation, but you do see him slap a giant bag of either meth or cocaine into the ref's hand and then continue the conversation, which I, I did not love. That. Such a good touch. And the ref, as that match goes on, is the one who has Zach's back. And it's like, is he a good guy, or did he just get his fix so he's going to do what mm. he's told? And you know the bad wrestler was Jake yeah. the Snake Roberts. Uh, and the ref was uh, 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 Mick McFoley. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's and so the other funny. bad guy was. Yellow Wolf, the rapper, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Uh, John, John Hawks, he's yeah, awesome. he's fantastic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that movie. Oh, right on, that's wild. We're I'm looking forward scene to scene seeing scene. that, yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's fun, yeah. man. Shula Boo, he is just He's really good. He's oh, you legit. know what?
2: Honey Boy, uh, oh, I haven't I'm seen dying that. It's to see out this soon. So, this is the one that Shia LaBeouf wrote. Are we talking what? about the right movie? Yeah,
4: say, can we, do this? Can say yeah it. we we were pitching really hard for it. We really, met, we met the team. We sent, we worked on it for a week and sent a bunch of demos. Yeah, they sent us a handful of scenes. Yeah, we were working with Alma, the director, mm-hmm. not Shia. Right. But when it showed up, like she, like maybe they had someone lined up that fell through and they were kind of scrambling for mm-hmm. like a Sundance deadline. And saw it, and we're like, oh my god, this is pretty amazing! Yeah, he wrote it.
3: Yeah, he plays his own father in it. Yeah, he plays oh, his no father. Um,
4: um, no way. I then love that Amazing he's so weird. little kid plays him as a kid. Yeah, and then Lucas Hedges. Yes, is that right? Mm-hmm. Hedges th- plays I think him yeah. he's, just he's just next level. level. Yeah, next level. Next man. level. And, um, uh, twigs, FKA, twi- FKA Twigs. FKA Twigs plays this. She's like a rapper dancer. Oh, okay. She okay. Plays this like this. Love interest on the side. What is it called again? It's called Honey, Honey Boy. Boy. I think it was Sundance the last trailer just came out. The, tra- trailer the trailer just, just came out. The trailer is fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, it's also this fun glimpse into the child actor world. Right. Hollywood
0: and like um, his relationship with the yeah, dad. Yeah, FKA Twigs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel like an old man. I don't know any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Natasha Leone's in it. Yeah, dude. Is she? And sh- Micah Monroe from uh, It Follows yeah. on the
2: Guest. You You should look up this this trailer, man. It is fucking <laughs> really Martin good. Stock. Yeah.
0: I've just stopped watching trailers because I'm gonna see everything. In I mind. know, I know.
2: Uh. But it, it, yeah, I'm legitimately excited about because I, I there was like maybe like a year ago or something. There was like a production photo of Shia LaBeouf as his dad, yeah, like well, floating I around remember the internet. That. And he's yes. got he's okay. like balding. He's got these big glasses, but it's like long hair around the. It's like yeah. it's a really intense look, and it, it, you know. I just remember when that came out, and it was like, oh yes, he's written a movie where he plays his own father and deals with his like legacy as a child actor, and it's like, okay, that is like a lot <laughs> for like oh, yeah. to be going on in a movie. I like, I'm very excited to see it.
0: Yeah. Hot take: I think they should have passed Indiana Jones on to Shia LaBeouf, and I think he would have done a wonderful job. Oh, yeah, you talking yeah, yeah about that? Well, in the fourth one in Kingdom he's of the... the Crystal Skull, he was his son, yeah, and they sort of tease the idea: will they, won't they? Will he be the next uh, Indiana Jones? And like. I mean, I, we didn't need that movie, but fuck it. I'm on board. Yeah. And, you know, whatever they do with it now. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I'll and and Shia it, LaBeouf yeah.
2: now would be like a very interesting Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. He's great in Peanut yeah. Butter Falcon,
0: especially because he has such a really easygoing chemistry with Zach. Yeah. And that's, you know, just given the situation and the nature of it, that's not necessarily the easiest thing to conjure. Right. Without nature coming into play. Yeah, and yeah. They just naturally get along. It's. You know, for a movie that I was mixed on, that's the one thing that makes it like buy a ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, par- apparently they just like, um, just sort of beeline
4: towards Zach on set and just like befriended him, and they were h- spent a couple months together. And just that's, that's cool. So cool! I <laughs> yeah. <wanna> witness that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Right on. I will ask you this: You mentioned uh, because of the way you spoke about Get Shorty, do you watch Fargo at all?
4: It's similar. I have not seen... I've seen Fargo the movie. I have not yeah, seen the series. I've not seen I'll the series. Definitely check
0: it out. I think it's similar. And Fargo its season two is my favorite season of television ever. Cool. It's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, definitely recommend. I've
2: We're not really seen late. the series. Uh,
0: Tim we got Robinson, any recommendations you should yet? leave
4: now. Is that right, Tim Robinson, You Should Leave? Oh, oh that, yeah. Dude, I have not watched that's the, the, best. that. He was Netflix a writer of show, SNL, and he he was
0: like a oh, supporting... Oh, you should leave, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Tim so Robinson, good. I think you should leave. That show is but. insane. I did not think I would be reduced to, to laugh. Like, I'm, I'm kind of over comedy, <laughs> having done comedy for so long that I'm like, you're not going to make me laugh, whatever, fuck you. <laughs> that show definitely had me... Reeling, that fantastic. Pulling, the pulling on the, the door. <laughs> I was here yesterday. <laughs> it it's goes definitely both a ways. <laughs> he has such a weird way about him. The uh, that baby competition is where it really won me <laughs> <be> over. <laughs> <the> baby <laughs> competition. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> fuck you, baby. <laughs> bro. They all hate this one, baby. Oh, uh,
2: it's insane. I keep hearing that's like fantastic. It's really good. Yeah. It's
0: you know sometimes when things get so just very random to the point where you're like ah I, I've lost you. Yeah. This like walks that line yeah, and right very very there. rarely errs on the wrong side of that line. <laughs> it's <laughs> not <Tuggers>. perfect. <laughs> I, I have never been so self conscious about oh how goodness. often I do that. I never thought about that. Well, T J <laughs> you don't have to think about it anymore. You can just tug <laughs> on it whenever you want. It Doesn't ruin outside. your shirt. I ruined so many shirts doing this. It's got a nifty little <laughs> pull thing for this. <laughs> it's nifty. <laughs> And that shit is. Ooh. That I actually the the flight that I was talking about, I stopped watching that on the flight because you were laughing in public. Because my neighbors so. were looking at me like I was like, fucking what crazy. the hell are you watching? And I kept being like, "It's a. <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna watch the aviator. I'm gonna watch some planes crash for a while. You mind yourself, <laughs> that kind of a thing."
4: And what we do in the shadows uh, the oh, series? Oh, that good. Because I it, love that. It, movie know And I was skeptical. I think, I think the trailer was like, mm. and yeah. then ep- and then the pilot, the first episode was like, "Are we are we there?" And then once you get into
0: it, so I've much. Seen to the
4: first is Matt Barry
2: like just killer. He's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen the first like three episodes, is and it good? It, it's very good. That that movie is. I know that movie is amazing. Yeah. yeah, the show's very good, and like I I like pretty much got on board right away when they they introduce a character who is not a vampire like the other vampires. He's an energy vampire. That's Todd to He's... Oh, okay, He's yeah. okay. No, it's the it's the weird normalish guy. Right. Oh, right. Is he right, the right, right. stew? He's cu- no. The, the the deal is he's an energy vampire. He's just he sucks so boring that he <laughs> sucks the down. energy out of every situation. Yeah. So, like, they, they literally, they spend the whole first episode trying to avoid ever coming into contact with him, despite the fact that he lives in the same house that they do. <laughs> and he, fe- he feeds
4: on your energy rather than...
2: Yes. I've lived he's
0: with that guy before. We've all lived with that yeah. guy yeah. before. That's no, yeah. fantastic. It is... Oh. He's like the Dwight of the office, Yeah, it, like,
2: that concept that, like, these vampires, these actual vampires, live with an energy vampire, like, it ki- it killed me. Like, it, and it is so fun. They eventually, they get to the point where they're, like, they start going to, like, city council meetings because they're trying to they basically they've been tasked with they 200 years ago by the like greater vampire or whatever oh, yeah. they got tasked with taking over America they landed on long island and they just never left they just like got a house and just started hanging <laughs> That's out completely how that would happen yeah. too and they're <laughs>
0: surrounded by just impenetrable culture of new york That's well and, like, <laughs> and and
2: it's more the idea is just like they're the lazy vampires like yeah. they didn't want to take anything over they just got to america and we're like yeah yeah we did it we took it over yeah, and they just stayed it. there and so and now he's coming How to, american and now he's coming to visit so they have to like they have to do something they've got to make it look like these 200 years have been worth something so they've got to at least take over Long Island and so they try and decide how to do that and they do that through infiltrating the city council. And so they (laughs) go to these city council meetings and they all hate them because they're so boring and then it just cuts to the energy vampire and he's like... "Ah." (laughs) <laughs> He's like so excited <laughs> to be at this, like, non energy, soul sucking. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna it's have amazing. To check this out because I, really I immediately
0: <laughs> yeah. put on my skeptic pants where I was like, all right, maybe just it's, leave the movie as it is. Also, uh,
2: but I liked the cast so much. It's, pretty good. it's for, pretty good for a movie that subtly has a lot of style but isn't like calling out yeah, to you. Yeah. This show is so good looking and like so style, you realize how much style TV's that movie runner, has. If yeah, if and, and he I think directs yeah. the pilot. I think Clement directs the second episode he's like, a good director they're in heavily yeah. involved oh, yeah right and on. it like it looks really good it's uh, i was like very impressed with it yeah yeah
0: nice
4: and there's some nerdy like werewolf jokes werewolf versus y- vampire yes. jokes yeah. and like, they, that uh, stuff so and, and they, they add man. in I mean, like
2: more stuff. kind of like sub monster cultures as well yeah. and exactly. stuff
0: like it yeah it's it's really cool it's like yeah. True Blood, only it doesn't run out of steam because <laughs>
2: everyone has superpowers by like the third season. Yeah, uh, yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. What have we seen that we would recommend? I thought I will go, go for it. Crawl. I, crawl oh, fucking man. rocked that alligator it. movie. Yeah,
3: I, I, I'm into some monster movies like that. Crawl legit. fucking rock.
0: We were talking about the hurricane at work today, and I was like, "Yo, did anyone ever see Crawl?" And everyone's like, "What is Crawl?" I'm like.
3: I thought, is Quit. it just is she just stuck, stuck in the house the whole
0: this? time? So so God, no. First like, off, Barry Pepper, yeah, underappreciated, yeah. kills it. Well, he's well, killing well, it here. in the
3: trailer. It looks like he gets it. It looks like he gets it right in the arm. Like oh yeah, down he's down the he
0: takes a beating. Yeah, but okay. he's the main character. Right. So he's yeah, got, he's, he, takes he sees a it Figured out. He's in yeah, it yeah. for the long haul. He's like yeah. they I mean, the idea is they're
2: stuck in a crawl space under a house while a hurricane is hitting. So it's like the water's rising. But they do you know. They, the movie is bigger than you think it's going to be. Okay. Like it it does kind of get out Evolve. of the crawl space okay. eventually and right. um, not huge, but it you know, mm-hmm. they they definitely they, they really like they do a lot with that small concept. Okay. And it is it's not like the best horror movie I've seen this year or anything mm-hmm. like that. But as far as like sitting in the theater and just every 10 minutes being like, ah! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it just is like, it's that very well done. Do it's like lean and for mean. 90 minutes. There
0: was a, a review that I read of it that I thought was so funny. It was like, well, this movie fails because it doesn't, uh, you know, pay any lip service to the climate change issues that are causing this hurricane. And I was like, <laughs> you wasn't know, the point. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But like, do we really want the Alligators Eating People movie to be about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for me, the answer is no. But that highlights to me like this is very much the movie about alligators eating people people don't want to get eaten yeah that's you have it. 80 simple. minutes it's go, simple do know? it also yeah. fantastic not to
2: be the scab, but like the movie is a little bit about that it's like a, I think they give it enough it's, it's like a little bit yeah. about people being like it's 2019 i got a cell phone how bad could a, how bad could a hurricane be like things will be fine yeah. i'm not that worried and like mm. you should be it's You're fucking the first nature to go. like right. yeah yeah these alligators are yeah. hungry yeah it's <laughs> It's like a little bit about that.
0: I think that being Alexander Aha, I expected it to go a little bit more extreme. I lament the fact that it did not go into straight mean-spiritedness. Sure. But I also appreciate the fact that it rode that line. And I will say, it's mean enough. It It is very mean. mean? It's it's pretty mean. That ATM robbery is like
2: some primo horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Crawl is like a lot of fun. Uh, Also, Ma... Is a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> Ma the weirdest ass movie. Ma is man, oh man,
2: weird as hell, and it's really fun. I Taylor. hope I can make it to Pizza Film Club me, because uh, I know it's here and I know it's Ma, yeah, so yeah. I'm down. Uh, yeah, just like those were some of my more like I guess like under the radar movies this year that I thought were like pretty cool. I, I also was like a huge fan of the new Godzilla movie. I really liked Detective Pikachu. Like I, I've been into some of the. Did you see the new Child's Play? Uh, yeah, I, I was. New Child's Play was super fun. Rocked by that. Yeah. Oh, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. New Child's Play is pretty awesome because huh. it is. It's not child's play. Like they actually it's not go, Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, it's they quite
0: go, literally AI that just doesn't understand that, the limits of what it's capable okay. of, and uh, thus ends up being violent. Yeah, it's okay. like it's, it's a malfunctioning it's cool. doll. It's not a possessed doll. And okay, like I feel that, bad for the doll for misunderstanding, but I don't yeah. feel bad because it gets all stabby about it's it. It's weird because mm, it feels
2: you're like, well, why is it? It's weird because it's like it's not a child's play movie in that sense. That it's like, well, this is not even the premise of child's play, it, yeah, you know? But yeah. it's like. Because of that, it actually, you're like, oh, okay, this is actually justifying its existence right. as, like, a Child's Play remake. Like, right. it, it is a different concept. and It, it respectfully
0: can exist simultaneously yeah. with the other one, and they won't step on each other's it toes. It also
2: does yeah. some really crazy shit for a mainstream horror movie, I think. Yeah. Like, oh, it, yeah. it really violent. goes to some pretty weird, gnarly places. Like, wow. it, yeah, it was cool. Yeah.
0: I'll recommend this. Uh, Just this week I saw it. It's not the greatest movie, but I think it's worth plunking some money down. Don't Let Go, originally titled Relive. Uh, It is sort of a rehash of deja vu. It's a little bit of time crimes. It is quite literally a cop whose uh, niece, brother, sister-in-law get murdered. And then like a week later, he gets a call on his cell phone, and it's from his niece before she was murdered. Mm. And so now he has to use this weird, unexplained connection to guide her away from being murdered. Frequency. While he's trying to put on the mask of sanity during a time of grieving. Mm-hmm. And it's David Oyelowo, who is uh, he's awesome. uh, the lead, and he's fantastic. Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry's in it. Uh, the, the little girl in it is movie. Storm Reed and she runs away with the movie. And she was the little girl in A Wrinkle in Time, That's which I, I didn't much care yeah. for, but like mm. she's fantastic. But... It's one of those movies that does not hold your hand through the time mechanics, does not uh, really waste any time explaining it, uh, almost to the point of confusion, but when you make peace with the fact that it's just a mystery, it ends up working really nicely. It's a great shell for some fantastic performances. Okay. That's Direction's cool. a little flat, but you know, it's I think it's a first-time filmmaker. I definitely recommend it. It's worth checking out. Don't let it's go. like, yeah, don't let
2: go. Highly cool. recommend. Yeah. yeah. And uh, once upon a time in Hollywood is really good. It Man, a,
0: I love that movie. Who has not seen it? Yeah. Uh, best performance from a dog, I think, in my lifetime. Yeah. Better Brandy than is it better than what? Better than Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: or the dogs in Green Room? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. that that's actually—that's a close. That's a. That well, That's pretty good. Neck pretty and neck, good. but those were puppets. Too, they so. were puppets.
2: Yeah. Somebody brought up on Twitter the other day that in 2019 Green Room is like it's really weird to watch because it's like when it came out everybody was like yeah this makes sense it's about punk rock and how like there's still like skinheads in punk rock and like they (laughs) went to war with the skinheads and everybody and my wow, buddy, like, uh, my buddy on Twitter was like, "No, it's literally about how like we have been <laughs> like infiltrated by fascists yeah, and yeah. they are holding it's, us it's, hostage." Yeah.
4: it's about Charlottesville. It Just takes place in yes. Portland. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. like,
0: there's
2: not as many paved roads uh, where it's at. But I right. it's it was like, like I can't yeah. believe it's like so weird to think about. Like when I saw that movie, uh, I don't think Trump was president yet, if yeah. I remember correctly. Not, right. And so like I didn't think twice about the fact that it's like, yeah. oh, this is happening right now Holy around shit. me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like watching now seems more worthwhile.
0: It's been weird going back to, like, the news cycle before he won. Yeah. We were so sure it wasn't going to happen. I well, know. Like, blindly positive yep. it wasn't going to happen. It seemed like I, a joke. We all are going to remember that yeah. moment when we first realized, like, like oh, man, he's fuck? got this in the bag. Yeah. I will remember that the oh, way yeah. that my parents remember the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know exactly where I was. I know that more than I remember where I was during 9-11. That's <laughs> fucking crazy, but appropriate. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. I will what? say that Green Room is what I would drop. When I was trying to impress friends or coworkers that you guys were coming on the show, I was like, Oh, yeah, they did yeah. some scores for some movies. You've definitely seen some. And I'm like, Blue Ruin, Wheelman. And everyone's like, oh. and Blue I'm like, What? You ever see Green Room? Like, that
2: movie's fucked. Oh, <laughs> Green, yeah. like, yeah. Green, Green Room is Patrick one that Stewart. People have seen Green Room. People yeah. know Green yeah. Room, yeah. which is shit. cool. It's, re- it's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Well, I, uh, Hold the Dark actually is like a movie that I cannot get out of my fucking head. Like, I, I really liked that movie, but it was one of those movies where it was like, I got a, it, like, the ex- the experience of watching it was so intense and then at the end of it I was like that was interesting like it's a tough one like yeah, what was that about like i you know and i spent some time it's chewing about on jeffrey it jeffrey Wright being the best Dude, goddamn actor it, in the it world it was it's one of those He's movies that like i spend time chewing on and there are definitely interesting things about it i think probably my microphone's doing it now too <laughs> what's going on i, I know <laughs> did the warranty expire guess today because so. <laughs> yeah. i'm sitting here with the shit in my lap i guess so <laughs> uh, but it, like like you know i spent some time chewing on it and then you know you know, I chewed on it, and there's, I, there's interesting things to say about it, and I think there are probably thematic things that still have not hit me about it. But it was, like, three months later where it was, like, yeah. I'm still thinking about Like, that movie will not leave my brain. It's, now it's a year later, and I still, like, there are just, like, certain images from that movie and, like, certain ways it made me feel that, like, I can't shake. Yeah. It, I, I really liked that movie.
4: Yeah, it was, a, it was a stretch, and they went for it. And I, I, this is a big commitment, but I would always say, like, if you read the book... Yeah, yeah, it all comes together more, and that's you have to be invested in that whole thing. But to 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 adapt 400 page novel to like you know 130 page script or something, they got all the good bits in there. Well, and And I and then they really stuck with their guns about
2: like. I How to make it all make eventually sense eventually came to some conclusions like talking with Tori about it and stuff where i was like wait maybe this is what's going on and then like kind of like read up on the and it's like oh that is what's going on yeah. you know it's yeah. like that stuff is all in there it's just not it's, all it's not expressed out, yeah. uh um in exposition right. you know right. and, then, and nobody's telling you those things explicitly yeah it yeah, yeah. adds to the entertainment it, value i think it does yeah you spend
0: what 2 hours at the movie right. 4 yep. hours thinking about yep. it yep. yeah yep. yeah yeah or
2: yeah or it just needs a, a double a, A double watch. Yeah, or, or, or I, that's the thing is, I really want to watch it again because yeah. I now that now that I've sort of reached some of those conclusions, like yeah. now I want to watch it again and like watch some of those relationships unfold right. yeah. with some of that knowledge. You know what I mean? It's like that, that movie is crazy. It I is. I really like that it movie. Is. I'd like to oh, watch it again. I'm still also one, one of the best action timer. scenes of that year, that, by the way. That shootout. That scene sustained is shootout
3: is yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah, it just is keeps that going. Something that you would get and notes
0: on where it's like, hey, we're gonna try and sustain this for what is that like fifteen minutes? Yeah, it, this I think it was a seven-minute
3: sequence, and it—the cool thing about it was—we were like, "Oh my god, is this, are we going to have to do seven minutes of this straight?" But uh, Jeremy made the brilliant decision to do half of that was just sound design, just gunshots, kind of like once the once it was like, "Is this going to go any lower? Is it still going?" And then finally, some score kind of sneaks in, it's just like that's just like the bottom's dropping out. This is not going to end well for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, yeah. just like gunshots and. Footsteps in snow
4: is like all you need. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, any yeah. music, any music would detract from that.
0: You know. I liked what you said. The you know, the bottoms dropping. Yeah, out. yeah. Because that is a moment when the music yeah. hits, where suddenly, yeah. just your condition to be like, up oh, here, here comes the yeah. hammer it's gonna fall. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's
3: when Jeffrey Wright kind of stands up. It's like, no, like stop it, stop. Yeah, like, yeah stop. Yeah. This is enough. <sighs> so I'll good.
0: ask you this: Are there any just like? scores that you would say are, you know, far and above the the big scores that you respect the most or influenced by the most or love the most, whatever you want to field it as. Is there anything that stands out? Of all time or recently? Oh, just of all time. Like what, what, Um, when you listen to a score and you go, man, I, I wish I could do that.
3: uh, Well, definitely. I mean, under the skin still holds up as being like, Oh my fuck. (laughs) It's incredible. Just the, the textures, the sounds, the themes, the simplicity, the mix of it I and mean, everything. Uh, that movie really perfect. has
0: become a bookmark in hindsight. It's a really special,
3: that special moment. It. It. That in we've been that talking about
2: best of the decade list recently. Yeah. And it's like that one feels like yeah. it is something special about up that. there. Yeah.
3: Sicario, too, I think was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Johan Johansson. And mm-hmm. then um, Mandy. Gotta go back to... Dude, that yeah, Mandy... Squ- awesome. I have it on vinyl so over there. It, right. I listen
2: to it so frequently. I love to write to it. That music is beautiful yeah mm. and it, it evokes i can't write to
0: it feel- because i'll listen to it and i get all fucked up about I, dude it. Yeah. i do too it evokes yeah. the feelings it of the movie
2: so yeah. well like uh, yeah it, i like i re-experience like that movie every time i listen to it, it mm. it's yeah he he is he was something else he will that be was something that yeah. don't let
0: go is a very post johan johansson mm, score mm-hmm. okay. there's a lot of elements at least in the first act. I was like, this reminds me a lot of Arrival. Yeah. Uh, just in the yeah, 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 yeah. That score is really good too. Yeah.
4: I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not sure of her her name, but his
0: cello player mm. um, that
4: played on Hilder, Hilder, and stuff. Hilder. Hilder, Hilder. Um, yeah. She did Chernobyl, which is awesome. She did too, Chernobyl. Uh, that's like the best show. movie she I've watched of year. It's not a movie, movie. Oh, the Joker The Joker? Joker yeah. So mm. She's. Yeah. Um, she's really to get her name. I'm very interested. in Carpenter's new Halloween
3: movie. is is like yo. Older, like, like oh, I'm never going like to pronounce that, this
0: Gwanadatta, There's a lot of uh, little Icelandic, like hyphens and yeah. stuff over
2: her name that Do I don't like know. Do you like his new Halloween score? Have you spent much time with that?
3: Uh, with, with the um, so the movie but Danny that McBride did? Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. Did Carpenter do he Carp- did it with his. Carpenter did it with his son, son and his godson. And his, the the, the, the son in
2: law or godson? I think it's his
0: godson. It's okay. his, one of them is his son, though, because yeah, yeah, it's a, son, he's yeah. a Barbeau.
2: It's, well, I, no, it's Cody Carpenter, right? Yeah, and yeah. then the other one, one is. One of them is his
0: child with Adrian Barbeau. Well, Which I is think like a pure oracle of talent. <laughs> I think yeah. he goes by Cody Carpenter, I think.
2: <laughs> I think that's who it is. Um yeah. but and then it's Davies. It's um who is like I think his godson yeah, there's, some, there's a relationship there. Wait, yeah. Davies yeah. from the Kings? I I <laughs> no wanna way. I wanna say it's like that guy's like uh, I felt a lot son of or nephew man or something that. Yeah. like that.
3: I, I I remember liking aspects of it, how they kinda revived some things, but yeah. what was really cool is like how they would like kind of build build up a sound and just chop yes. it off and that was like like you rarely hear that the, happen. it he, was so that was like super abrasive and kind of
2: the like, stuff that he's been like really uncomfortable recording with them because mm-hmm. he also redid like a bunch of his old movie themes with the two of them yeah. and then they and and he and has that
0: remember. album of themes to movies that don't the exist lost yeah. themes That's fantastic, yeah.
2: lost yeah. themes is incredible, and they're all with those guys, and they yeah. do they add this very interesting, just like a couple extra layers really yeah. to his music, but they're like they add so much to his music. like there's yeah. a there's sort of this like Loud guitar in oh, the shred Halloween. over the Halloween. Thing. In the we Halloween not work. Which but it's, does.
3: Yeah, but the part part of me, what I like about the Halloween, like the the original Halloween, just like how scrappy it sounds, it's so stripped down. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it sounds like it's going to tape machine in someone's apartment. Yeah, it's like really it low-fi. Was, yeah. And yeah, and, and it's just it's it's so simple in its approach and um, the kind of the opposite of what we were growing up with at the time. You know, yeah. like the big John Williams themes and yep. stuff like that. So. That always kind of stuck out. As being yeah, really and and sh- certainly new Halloween
2: the new Halloween score is more the John Williams version of yeah, his. it's like, <laughs> full music and big, then. and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's
3: supposed to like really yeah. grab you. Where the other stuff, th- it's it, the original stuff is just so creepy because of how kind of yeah. like thin and like non intrusive it is. Yeah,
0: um, I think it's thematically resonant with the what made Halloween so scary is that you know before any of the lore was introduced in the Halloween, mm-hmm. what made it scary is that. He just does this exactly. Uh He just does it, and there's, you know, he's a guy with a knife. Run! Mm -hmm. And so I think the score fits that where it's like this is a dude with two fingers and a piano. Yeah. And it's scary because he's just putting his pathos into it, which which I
3: think that was the cool aspect of um, Hold the Dark with uh, Sloan. It's like they didn't really. He just kind of like on this mission. They're not going to explain why he's doing what he's doing, but he's like got this one. He just moving in a straight line. He's he's a wolf. Anything gets in his way is yeah. (laughs) It's going to (laughs) be. take you know dealt with yeah. michael Abels with um get oh, out he did us oh. us is such a good score that i think that
0: that is like up there with halloween in terms of iconic scores yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, also bottom. just um
4: Boom. yep also just incorporating the <laughs> i got five on it into yes, the score so i know good. i thought that was just trailer music <laughs> me too like cool they made yep. that song from my high school you know into cool trailer music it's creepy like, no, that's in the score.
0: I yeah. that is, Man, Us has such a good score. I listen it's to really it frequently. Huh? I actually have been listening to I had to look it up because I forgot the name. And it's funny because he also did Rambo, which I was watching <laughs> last <laughs> night. But I think that, and I mentioned it earlier, I think that Jerry Goldsmith's score for Chinatown oh, yeah. is just I'm going to check it out. It's so good. And then there's another one. I believe it's called, it's the original score that they canned, uh, just a couple days before they finally did it and jerry goldsmith did the chinatown score over the course of like a week just to put it in um there's a much more hard-boiled score i forget the name of the guy who did it but it's on spotify he retained when they canned him. He retained the rights to release it, but he can't release it with names name. adjacent to Chinatown. So it's called like Los Angeles, nineteen thirty-eight, or something like that. But you can find it on Spotify. Oh, cool! And it's the original soundtrack to uh, Chinatown saxophones. A little bit more hard. But he just didn't kind have enough thing. time, or it wasn't quite. Right. They just didn't like it. Wow! I think it, I think it actually came down to Robert Evans just being like, <laughs> "Not enough like the Godfather. Get rid of it." <laughs> <laughs> just pulled one of those, and. Uh, Pick up my nose. Yeah, <laughs> get a get a what's her name in here? I want to get in the hot tub. Uh, it's Steve McQueen's wife. Uh, yeah, why I can't I know. think of her name? Uh, whatever. I'm not gonna know. And uh, gotta love that new Hollywood trivia. Yeah. But the Jerry Goldsmith Chinatown
2: score is like the be all end all for me. I think yeah. that is phenomenal work. That's. I'm a huge fan of the uh, the Tangerine Dream score for Thief. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a man's thief. I fucking. Love that music so Do you wanna much. You want to watch Thief tonight? I, dude, I will literally watch totally Thief watch anytime Thief people want to watch Thief. <laughs> I fucking love Thief. It's
0: so good. Their score for that, and then Sorcerer, uh,
2: Sorcerer after yeah. that. Man, that it's is so like good. One two punch.
4: Yeah, and the Dark Crystal's out tonight.
2: Oh, is it the the new series on Netflix? Yes, I that hear Daniel, that's great. P- Daniel Pemberton scored. i Oh this yeah, guy, he's doing everything. Uh, I've never seen Dark Crystal. I know it's like time but yeah. it just hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah wait. So it. who's like who's like the name in scores that we don't know yet that like is
3: uh like It's the Blair Brothers, bro? Well, yeah. I agree. I think mm. Danny Bensky and Son of Urns, they're, they're they're doing a ton of stuff which is awesome. We did um, Enemy and, and then Ozark. Um, enemy's excellent.
4: Ozark um, Oh, the music in Enemy is really good too.
3: Hm. Yeah, they've done some
4: stuff. Um, what are their names? I'm sorry. Um Danny Bency Saunders Urian. Yeah. Okay. Um they're a duo as well. I don't know. Oh, I think, think there's there's so much content. There's so many <laughs> new folks. I've like, not mm-hmm. heard of them. This music's awesome. How yeah. come I haven't heard of them? Yeah. Oh, what's I his mean, name? Dan- Daniel, Daniel Hart is though? like Yeah,
3: Daniel Hart's awesome. Daniel Hart is the buddy Mingo. and
4: um he did everything with um David Lowry. David Lowry. Oh Ain't yeah. Ain't Them oh, Body Saints
3: um And the Body Saints is a great score. Yeah, very it's Americana. Awesome. That's stuff. a great movie. And then I I yeah, Ghost Story, right, right? Yeah. But his have band, you seen Ghost Story? Pete's Dragon I, great. Issues, man. I was that gonna say he's real. Pete's Dragon, right? Yeah. yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then can mm-hmm. transition into like a big Disney thing yeah. or big studio
0: thing. I don't know that's not Pete's Dragon. Never mind. God. I
2: think Pete's Dragon is Disney. I think you're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's Disney. That's um, one of their live action remakes that didn't blow. Yeah. Right.
4: And. I'm not going to mention names because I can't remember it. Uh-huh. But David Lowry said, I want to bring my long term composer, uh, Daniel Hart, indie guy, I'm going to bring him over to Pete's Dragon. And the studio was like, no, we got to get a big guy, a big Hollywood right. guy. Yeah, Timber, Tim Bur- or not Tim Bur- um, um, Danny Elfman needs to no, score so it this. It wasn't movie. Danny Elfman. Um, I'm With blanking in on. In that league. In that league. Like, yeah. yeah. Older guy, been around forever. Yeah. Jim um, Warner. I think. I think <laughs> and, he was um,
0: deceased by then. <laughs>
4: And they didn't like what he was doing, his, his first stuff. Like, it's just not working. And yeah. he said, um, bring us your guy. Give my guy yeah. a shot. Yeah. And, he, and he nailed it. Yeah. That's, That's amazing how that works out. Right yeah. on. And they said, I think he's, he's still in, no, he's, he's moved to LA. He was, he was in um, Dallas at the time. That's interesting. And they're like, if you can move here for, yeah, you know, three months Right on the sound stage. That's cool. And so
3: he nailed it. David, w- David Wingo is always pretty solid. David Wingo. Oh, yes. He Midnight he Special. He did my I movie. was going to say, I, thought it, I
2: remember talking about uh, it with you guys. Midnight no, Special is a great soundscape yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. That's really good. Nice. Yeah. Um. I had a question I was going to ask you, and it floated out of well my brain. Well, I would brain. say that I
0: listened to the score for Ready or Not after we saw that. Mm, yeah. Which that if you haven't seen good. it, you guys probably dig it. That movie's real gnarly. Is it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, doesn't quite go into the batshit insanity that I wanted it to, but mm. it's close. It's yeah, it's pretty close. fantastic. Yeah. But the music in that is is pretty basic, but I think works really well. And I've been listening to it a lot as a way to just subconsciously re- rewatch the movie in my head. But right. yeah, it definitely works. Cool. Uh, I, Brian Tyler, I think is his name. The, Does that name sound familiar? Composer? Yeah. Yeah, the composer, yeah, the composer. I'll, I'll look Fast it up Fast and Furious. So. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious.
2: Mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin um, Power Rangers. Uh, what? what? I have been listening to the Henry Jackman Detective Pikachu score uh, a the lot this year. The score is incredible. Yeah, the score is so good. It's like it's got all these synthy textures because it's like this very neon world that it takes yeah. place like it's a, the
0: evocative a, of the Jerry Goldsmith Chinatown though that's the it thing is, is it's like it's also hard this
2: hard-boiled like, hard yeah. detective story so it's like it's got these like synthy soundscapes for these sort of blade runner of it all that uh-huh. it's going for but mm-hmm. it but then is otherwise this like big bombastic like hollywood style score with this like running sort of noir kind of theme through it too it's like it's this very interesting mix of like three kind of distinct different things that it's awesome i really like it yeah
3: yeah oh and back to the theremin um first man oh yeah quite a bit Uh, Mm -hmm. justin herwitz yeah
2: yeah, that that's uh, cool. that that's a movie we talk about a lot. Where it's like we all saw it and we were like, "Yeah, that was pretty good." We did you not know? give it the credit. And then like terrible. six months later, yeah. we we're all like, "That movie was yeah. very good." You know what
3: I mean? It was it was the sound design and all the close ups of the fucking bolts. Yeah. It just yeah. like yeah. Makes you yes. feel like these guys are going up in a tin can yep. and they're not coming back. Yep. Was, that was terrifying. Was I know. Super it's, well done. Especially that's for score
0: is like one of the best of the decade, though. If you ask me, that is yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It sounds like space. Yeah. Well, and to I had least, yeah. I had never, never seen
2: been. uh a really a space story, but specifically one of our sort of like moon landing stories with yeah. that framing device right. of like they literally duct taped this shit the together. Like, yeah. Like because yeah. the way we always paint those characters and in, in pretty much every movie I've ever seen we make about them is like perfectly trained. professionals. They're yeah. these perfectly yeah. trained professionals that were in the best equipment that's mm. ever been designed. Oh right. no, something it's went wrong. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, really. uh, whereas this movie was just like. No, literally everything went wrong. Nothing yeah. went right. It's all a problem. Well, I didn't realize it's how many
3: astronauts they lost leading right. up to it too. Like that, that kind of gets glossed over. Yeah. I was like, oh shit! I didn't yeah. realize it was that. Yeah.
2: Like, I mean, that was like such an interesting like to tell that story again. Where it's like I feel like I've seen that. I feel like yeah. I've seen that movie right. four you times. Like you know it, yeah. Yeah. Like totally framed in an entirely different way yeah. that like made it worth watching again. Yeah. And, and and really also just the the idea that that guy is like. <laughs> To me, the whole idea of that movie is he's like a very interior man. Mm-hmm. He's like every th- that guy only exists within himself. He he gives nothing yeah. to like the world around him. Like he he cannot mm-hmm. express himself. His own kids too, In yeah, any meaningful like, yeah. way to like his family mm-hmm. to anybody else. But that is exactly the thing that makes him this like perfect being for right. exactly what they were trying to do. Right. And the and the, and then the idea you know and then it ends on that image of like. He's still separated. Like the, mm-hmm. he, he just always has been completely divided from right. the world around. He's like yeah. he literally was made for space, right? Because he, he's like not fit for the world that he actually does exist in. There was a you know? meme that went around that
0: was like, if you look, Neil Armstrong's name backwards is Nort Mister Alien. <laughs> <laughs> and just saying, just, <laughs> just saying, yeah, that is uh, actually if you've uh, if you haven't seen Apollo Eleven yet i have not apollo 11 is a the, documentary The documentary film, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. just made of footage from the apollo 11 mission uh nothing else no talking heads nothing like that oh, wow. it, to the point over? where uh there's like voiceover but it's just stuff that was recorded at the time cinematography credit goes to buzz aldrin michael collins neil armstrong yeah, because wow. it's just footage from that and it is one of the most moving things in the world and i saw it a few weeks back when i was in london and at the end of the movie, I was just like, i got to give First Man another shot. I'm like wiping tears away. just oh being my like, God. Man, that's a it, very, very, very excellent movie. Yeah. So I highly the, recommend the and the it. And it has a great soundscape to it, yeah, too.
4: I imagine the editor needs a, an award for that if, oh, yeah. if that's what they were working with.
0: Oh, yeah. Fantastic. But that also captures the idea that it was like these dudes went up there confident and positive that they were definitely not coming back. Jesus. And yeah. just by some strange just... Theater magic, they came back. Yeah, wild. I'm trying to find that original Chinatown score who did it, and it's just gone. <laughs> I cannot find it. We'll get there.
2: Fair enough. Well, all right. So an hour ago, I was like, I don't want to keep you guys too long, and you it's been an hour since then. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. yeah. Uh, but I really, I don't want to. I don't want to go Lambrough. too, too Philip Lambro. If you Phillip go Lambrough. on to
0: Spotify and you look up Philip Lambro. You can get the original Chinatown score, which is under the name of uh, (laughs) Los Angeles, 1937. You're right. I highly, highly recommend it. It's very, very good. And when you listen to it, you go, man, Chinatown would have been amazing if they used this score. And they were right to get rid of it and go with the Jerry Goldsmith score. Mm. Um, They really made the right choice. But I can see where he was coming from developing it. It's a fantastic score. The one-two punch of listening to the two back-to-back is like... I do that frequently because I enjoy it so much. Wow. I recommend, yeah. On their own. What's up?
4: On their own, just the two scores. Yes, yeah, yeah. Cool. On their own,
0: just boom, boom. Because he did it for the movie. They ran it, and I think it was so the Robert sequence Evans is probably was just similar like, get rid of it. Oh, the sequence is the shape identical, it's yeah. Similar. The shape of it yeah. is the same, but one of them wow. is very film noir 1940s, the Lambro one. And then the Goldsmith one is like... Just a little more rooted polished. in New Hollywood. Well, it's yeah. not trying to keep its foot so far in the door of noir that it just wants to kind of half suggest it the way that the movie does on its on its face. It's yeah, fantastic. Cool, but it's a great experiment to listen to.
2: That is cool. That's uh, a similar thing happened with Legend, which I saw for the first time recently. The uh, Ridley <laughs> I was Scott so movie. You that, watch that, uh, that. so I think. I forget who did the score originally, but Tangerine Dream ends up doing the score that I think ends up on the theatrical cut. But actually, it might have been Jerry Goldsmith did the original score, and then he did Rambo. I learned that last night. I think mm. it, I, that actually might be who it is. I think Jerry Goldsmith like did a score for it, then they got Tangerine Dream to come in and do a score for Legend that is on like the theatrical cut. And now it's like a thing where it's like there's some 2008 DVD that has like the Jerry Goldsmith score on it. And that's like the only one, you know, it's like the only way you can get it with that original score on it. It Mm. is Jerry Goldsmith. Right? That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I just saw that movie for the first time recently. That movie is it's weird. Great. It is. Tim it Curry's is, yeah. Tim Curry. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with the, the horns. Yes, yeah. 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 How do you yeah. head up so the effective. whole time? I'd but it is like, like oh. yeah. I, I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. That is the most miscast Tom Cruise has like ever been in his career. Yeah. It is just like, it's a movie you're just like, this guy makes no sense as this character. Mm. This is so strange. They
0: should remake that now with Tom Cruise because he's the type of guy they'd be like, We need you for this role. And he'd be like, All right, I'll be back in six months. I'm going to go learn real magic. <laughs> yeah. And then he would go learn real magic, come back and do real magic. Uh-huh. Jump out of a plane and yeah. do it.
4: Yeah. I should have said stunt magic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be dangerous as shit. <laughs> I,
0: uh, <laughs> I do some stunt magic. <laughs> That's my Tom Cruise.
4: It's Say, a, calm it's down, a dude. gesture Yeah, It's good. Yeah, it's Things you good. can't hear at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Speaking it's of which, I is. love this painting. Jesus, people and at and home, I've been like staring I? at the whole time. Just, this it's is like amazing. freaking me out. And I love the tiles on your floor.
2: Oh, yes, thank you. So uh, we have nicknamed our home Murder House mm-hmm. because I can't figure out any other murder reason party house. someone would need. <laughs> we By the way, we almost had a murder party when we moved in where we were going to watch Murder Party in the murder house. There you you go. Like There's no reason why there. that can't and should still, have. still it have. Have. Around yeah. Halloween, yeah. wait for yeah. Halloween. That's, That's a, a good idea. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we just figured, I don't know, why else would you have tiles like this on the floor of your house if you weren't trying to, like, murder <laughs> regularly and clean it up easy? Take some mop well, yeah. I think you
0: need to pop this mirror wall down, turn this turn murder house into a coke den.
2: That's <laughs> what I can't. I, so, yeah, like, make a table out of that. A lot of South Philly houses have these like mirror walls, like, walls just exclusively made what of mirror. I don't get what that, like, the uh, the only I thing I... think it's I, supposed to give space to the room. My row
3: house is two times the size it really is. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I guess so. I just imagine, like, a lot of, like, you know, South Philly Italian dudes doing vertical cocaine. Like, that's like...
3: <laughs>
0: see, I picture South Philly <laughs> Italian dudes, like, arguing with their wife and then being like, look at yourself, babe. <laughs> <laughs> look at yourself over here. Do you see what you do to me? Look <laughs> at <laughs> your it's makeup. Crazy. It's all over your face. Just fucking, don't don't even start, dude. Don't yeah. even fucking yeah. start, you yeah. asshole. Go get me some water. Yo, go birds. <laughs> Yo, put, 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 put. Go <laughs> birds. Go birds, dude. <laughs> hey, how many, how many South Philly marriage arguments end in the Eagles chant? <laughs> My money's on all of them. But uh, we'll see. Aww. When I saw Rocky Balboa <laughs> many years ago. You
2: specifically mean the movie Rocky the Balboa. The movie Rocky yeah. Balboa.
0: Yeah. During the final fight scene, everyone's all charged up. And that movie's great, so like yeah. everyone's amped up. And this guy in the back, in Cherry Hill, New, Jer- New Jersey. This yeah. was not in Philadelphia. Just over the bridge. He's like, yeah, Rock! Kick his ass! <laughs> E-A-G! And it's like, everybody, what? including me, had joined in it. on the cheer. I'm like, I don't know. Like I felt like a puppet. I'm like, what yeah. is? why is my body doing... Go, go birds! <laughs> it was insane, but I'm so glad it happened.
2: You know what? That, so that, glad it happened. Uh, speaking of, and I'm not even... I'm not going to know his name. Can you look this up while I say it? Whoever did the score for Creed... Uh, cause the was oh. it Meek Mill? <laughs> no, that was
3: actually guy- I think Kendrick Lamar did a lot of music. For he did like a lot of guy- music for it. But wasn't the dude who did um Black Panther? Um,
2: oh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, yes, I think it is. Ga- um, yeah, Ga- um, oh, Ga- got Ga- Gar- uh, Creed? Another, another pronunciation for you. Mm, yeah, it's Ludwig Garson. Yeah. Yes. Ludwig yeah, Garson. He, he did Redbone. Um, yes, yeah. uh, that mm-hmm. score to Creed is phenomenal. And I remember when we saw it, Dan. He keeps dancing around the original Rocky theme throughout the score. Yeah. He like I mean he doesn't finally qu- hits he, yeah. doesn't, <laughs> he, he doesn't like quite bring it in, but yeah. he calls it to mind like throughout the score over and over again. Just dropping the bread So then that when it finally hits mm-hmm. in the last fight you could literally feel the entire crowd just be like, ah! <laughs> like, just like everybody was like so in and ready for
0: it. Dude, do you remember what happened midway through the screening of Creed? It, when we watched the movie one and a half times? Oh Yes, yes. Like Right at the beginning of the movie, it starts and there's subtitles yeah. on it. And so we all laugh. We're like, yeah, I guess that's you can understand Stallone. <laughs> yeah. And then like about a good 40 minutes into the movie yeah. or so, the movie just stops and an announcement comes over and they're like, hey, we thought that there was some uh, people here that were... Hard uh, uh, of Hearing yep. and uh, they're not here so we're going to start the movie over again without subtitles. Yeah. Are you serious? And it was such a great movie that we were all like that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but it was That's bizarre. It was movie yeah, It was, like 40 minutes into it the was movie. very deep into the movie. And
2: it felt like the kind of thing where like s- yeah, let it go. Probably some white person stood up and was like, Hey, does this need to be happening? I don't like to read my
0: movies. The same white person who was like, My deaf friend maybe might show up. We yeah. need subtitles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the worst. Yeah,
2: so. it was. It's, it seemed like that kind of thing. It was, yeah. That's great. But though. man, that movie. Break? God, that movie is so good. Yeah, gets me all right let's wrap it up we should
4: wrap good it up. stuff <laughs> guys Creed. we yeah. could literally do this forever <laughs> we so. could yeah. we really could i mean I'm we're not gonna invite it. ourselves back now
2: yeah. uh please if possible we would love to have you guys whenever you're available uh cool. also we would really like to just drink beers with you atop your studio yeah at some point let's, let's do absolutely. it i do uh legitimately actually would like like to come see the studio too you at should. Some point. Yeah. i have like a genuine interest in that for a minute there i thought about just having you guys there just we could do the exact same thing Dude, we and could just yeah. to give
4: you a Whatever. But we would love um, to. Next so we, time, something yeah, like that. We would That's love d- to. That would be yeah, awesome. I would like to see yeah. the studio. Yeah.
2: Is there anything else you guys like, need to plug or want to plug? Your, your Blair Bros music on Twitter, right? Uh-huh. Do I have that right? Blair Bros music?
3: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, maybe keep a lookout for Low Tide. And yep. then another one, which the score is actually already out. The movie's not out. That'll be January. There's a movie called The Informer okay. with Clive Owen and oh, nice. Common, Rosamund Pike, um, Joel Kinnaman. You guys are working right <laughs> on. at, fun, the, at the top, fun, the big fun. time. Yeah, and um, that's one of the bigger ones. Yeah, um,
4: we're just looking forward to getting into Macon's thing when he,
2: yeah, when Dude. he gets that going. When I saw his name attached to that, I was like, oh, okay, this actually is finally something makes sense. Like yeah. this, this is a name that makes sense with the project that it's the attached to. The towers that be get yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
3: he had a hard time. He he had a pretty strong film ready to go to follow up. I don't feel at home, and that yeah. like was like Start. Stop. Start. Stop. Uh, and like he got real cast. close. To him. He, was yeah, like, was, he was like, dude, casting. a couple weeks, weeks from shooting, and two weeks shooting, two weeks out of shooting. That's Fell a apart. nightmare. So, so now this is kind of come out. back. Yeah, that hurts. that's yeah, a that nightmare. Hurts.
2: That sucks. Yo, yeah. yeah, he sort of f- feels like things are.
4: You know, he had he had to sort of
2: tough it out, with things Yeah, yeah. the back's good. Place. Yeah. Can you please tell him for me that he and I told him this on Twitter, and he just had some very kind reply where I was like, "Dude, take the compliment. He's amazing in Thunder Road." He fucking steals that (laughs) movie. That scene is incredible. He's so (laughs) good in that scene. And just watching him act against Jim Cut is like, that scene's amazing. He's so fucking good in that movie. I, I loved that. He just improves every movie he's in. Yeah. Like every time he pops up in a movie, I'm like, oh, he's here. He's, Andy has that, that it's, that it's kind
3: of his thing now. He just kind of pops up. Yeah, and he, oh, it's so Our absurd. buddy
2: Andy, frequent
0: guest of the show, yeah. he made a joke about that that became his thing. He said there's a rule now that it's if Macon Blair shows up <laughs> in a movie, it can't be all bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. And usually it's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Florida project. Florida, Florida, Florida project is such yeah. a great yeah. man. Yeah. I like feel bad for him and don't.
3: Oh, He was in The Hunt? which is what I just on hold
0: I know I, I uh, fucking yeah. want to see that movie i yeah
2: extremely angry that that movie yeah. is yeah. not that available
0: for me is to watch 100% definitely going to come out oh yeah it's going to yeah it might not happen the way that we wanted it to but it'll come mm. out and it's, yeah. then the market uh, will show them it's that they fucked up gonna
2: make more money now than it would have probably yeah that's had. true maybe the market will show them the opposite that now it's time to milk that I would I would think so especially cuz not to uh uh Oversimplify things, but like uh, Ready or Not appears to be a very similarly premised movie, which mm. is currently oh, sitting in theaters. If there's a movie
0: about rage against the one yeah,
2: percent, yeah, I don't yeah. think
0: anything will top Ready or Not. Yeah, not yeah even yeah. The Hunt. Yeah. it's just in mm. terms of like, it's, yeah, being aggressively about it's, that. Yeah. yeah,
2: it it doesn't make sense though, but, but what anyway, about Toxic Adventure? We uh, te- we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm if, if there's something else you want to tell us, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, if I you want to crack that open. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Please, yes, of yeah, course. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank so you. So Appreciate much. it. Happy to have you. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and stuff at I Like Two Movies It's numeric two. I'm on uh, Twitter at Filmadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, letterboxcom slash filmadelphia I'm still reviewing everything I watch over there. Cinema76.com. I'm Still writing stuff for those places. And uh, you know what? Go to, uh, I think, Neon Slime is still online. Neon Slime. I
0: can't wait for him to put new, new stuff up. I love I, that site. Rob, uh, my it.
2: buddy Rob writes some really great exploitation uh, movie reviews and articles over over on Neon Slime and I wrote something about Walter Hill's The Driver over there that is uh, pretty cool you could read Um, check that out
0: right on yeah same for me cinema76.com findy.com just got approved for Philadelphia Film Fest so I'll be covering that shit hell yeah Um, definitely check that out I think that's everything Uh, thank you to everybody who donated to Jenna's uh, Johnny Depp thing that's all done now and uh, on to the next iteration. Tell them and so there's more more fringe stuff happening over the next few weeks. So stay tuned.
2: For once, we have a schedule that's kind of locked into place. So actually, you can look forward to our next episode. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, We've got
0: Rosalie kicks coming in from Movie John.
2: Yeah, and uh, we're gonna watch Summer of '84 with mm-hmm. her. So uh, she's working on making
0: a movie now with Movie John called Pizza Man. Yep. And uh, it's really exciting. So definitely, definitely look into that. I believe there's going to be like a media blast coming yep. out about that this
2: week. We're going to talk slasher so, movies yeah. with her. And that uh, stuff. we're going to use Summer of 84 to talk about slashers. So I think that's like available on Shutter right now, maybe some other places. It so indeed. watch that and join us in a couple weeks to talk about that.
0: And just to finish my plugs, oh, sorry. at Dan Scully at literally everything. So I didn't mean to over. Oh, no, no, you. it's all good. I probably did that myself. I'm drunk. Like, this nah, is quite hit my brain. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun.
3: More of that monkey beer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah
2: it's pretty good, right? More of that. I love it. Beer. It's like juice. All right. Uh, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie, movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie, movie.
4: My name is Will Blair. I like to movie, movie. My name is Brooke Blair, and I like to movie, movie. <laughs> we all know that you
0: like to movie because
2: we, we like, like to movie. movie, movie. <laughs> Thank Thanks,
4: you. dudes.
3: That's, when that's like Axl Rose's mic stand. When he yeah. puts the top off, you know, he's Here we got it. Go. So they don't have a scarf I can put on this? <laughs> don't <wanna> close my eyes. <laughs> the wheels are coming off. Yeah, uh, this is it. <laughs>
0: I can fix that for you. <laughs> don't worry about it. This is good. I can do this.
2: That's so funny looking.
3: No, it's totally Axl Rose. It's yeah, awesome. Man, this is it. <laughs> is it a good time to grab another beer? Oh, yeah. Go yeah, yeah. for it. <laughs> Will, could you grab me one? Thanks, dude. Yeah, I
1: don't know.